Good morning. Good morning. Oh, God, I don't want to use this gavel. Good morning. We are calling this meeting of March 28, 2017 to order. We're going to have the Pledge of Allegiance led by Commissioner Udine. It's customary in these chambers to observe a moment of silence for those brave men and women who serve us both here and abroad. In addition to that, we recognize those in our community who have been lost that we think have held a special place. Commissioners, do you have anyone that you'd like to recognize? Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you, Mayor, and I, and I, and I wish like hell I didn't have anybody to recognize, but um, we had somebody in, in who lives in uh, Sea Ranch, Lauder by the Sea area, who was hit crossing A1A, Doreen Scott, uh, was a notable member of the community, and a lot of folks who grew up here uh, were friendly or friends with her. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, we also lost a, a giant in the business community, uh, Armando Layton Jr., uh, was 58 years old, passed away suddenly, um, and if you re recall that name, Armando started a a business called uh, CRS Jet Spares with $2,000 in savings after graduating from Miami, Miami, uh, Miami Dade <coughs> College and grew that into a $27 million a year company that employs 62 people here and uh, here and abroad. And Armando was recognized as a Sunset and Excalibur Award winner for a small business. And more recently, he was honored uh, by the Heisinga School of Entrepreneurship and Business at Nova Southeastern in their Hall of Fame. Um, so we will uh, please keep Diane and their children in your thoughts and prayers. She's very involved in uh, Boys and Girls Club, Gilda's Club, lots of other uh, organizations here in Broward County. Uh, and then finally, uh, very sadly, we have a, a dear friend of our family and anybody who grew up uh, in the Cardinal Gibbons family uh, uh, knows the May family, Elaine and John May, and they have two kids, uh, two daughters who run track there and John is a coach. Also does all of the marketing for Offer Dolls. Uh, John's wife, Elaine, uh, was in a terrible car accident last Monday evening uh, and was killed instantly. And her daughter uh, was in ICU. Uh, I believe she may be getting out or at least be moving, moving out of ICU today uh, or this week. And just uh, please keep the May family in your thoughts and prayers. Um, John is one of those people that uh, I would challenge anyone to find anyone from end to end of this universe to find to say a bad thing about John May and uh, unfortunately he's one of those people that everyone says is a great guy so uh, tremendous loss for him and his and his two daughters and commissioners we have someone that was um, a family from Hollywood that was returning home from Georgia who died in a crash a car crash in Gainesville Florida on March the 21st Linda Russell, 35, and her husband, Nathan Russell, 37, along with their three children, 15-year-old Lanaya Russell, 10-year-old Nataya Russell, and 10-year-old Nathan Jr. Um, he originally survived the crash but succumbed to his injuries 12 hours later. Um, we just want to make sure that we keep the whole family in our thoughts and prayers. With that, a moment of silence.
Thank you. You may be seated. This morning's music selection was from Commissioner Ryan. His uh, song was David Allen Coe's You Never Even Call Me By My Name. And then <laughs> The Temptations, I Can't Get Next To You. Are you sending me a message? <laughs> um, anyway, those were great song choices. We've always done that in this commission to kind of keep the mood upbeat. Today, before we move into the agenda, we have a few proclamations. The first is our Broward Means Business Moment, recognizing Voltaire Design in Coral Springs, which is District 3. Commissioner Udine, could you please join me at the podium? We will be pre presenting the proclamation to Mr. Claude Mode, CFO, and his staff. And staff, you can join Mr. Mode at the podium as well. Whereas founded by five entrepreneurs, Voltaire Design specializes in upscale custom saddles and currently has an office in Coral Springs, Florida. Whereas the company was launched in 2010 in New York and California, the first saddles were made by saddle master Olivier, Olivier. Poichicot in his garage in the south of France. Whereas Voltaire Design is now the second largest company in the world in this market, and its growth is underscored by the construction of a new large factory in France. Whereas Voltaire Design is the main sponsor of important equestrian events like Wellington, Ocala, the World Cup, Miami Lognes, Masters, Thermal, Thermal, and many more. Whereas Voltaire Designs also sponsors many international and Olympic riders and sells saddles in 18 countries. Whereas with U.S. saddle maker Tad Coffin, Voltaire Design developed a new saddle that was launched last year at the Breaker Hotel in Palm Beach. This saddle is the Blue Wing Saddle and is the first connected saddle in the world. And? Whereas Voltaire Design has approximately 100 employees worldwide and 18 in the United States, 12 in Florida, and 6 outside of Florida. Currently, there are 7 employees at the office in Coral Springs, including CFO Claude Mode and saddle expert Olivier Poichicot. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates Tuesday, March 28, 2017, as Broward Means Business Voltaire Design Day in Broward County, Florida. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. So you got so this saddle connects to an iPhone. Here. So it's pretty cool. On Android too. What? An Android. Too. Android, Android or iPhone, right? Yeah, because yeah, I'm an Android. Me too. Okay. Job. The horse didn't make it through security. The horse is downstairs. The horse is downstairs in security. 
The next proclamation we have is for Women's History Month, presented by Commissioner Chip Lamarca, presented to Marcy Talisman, the chair. Could you please join him at the podium? Also in attendance are board members Tamara Aon, Suzanne Sitiri, Toby Fuhr, Kimberly Green, Juliet Hugh, Janet Solit, and honorees Karen Pandy Cherry, Daniel Williams Rossi, Andrea John Baptiste, Sarah Franco, Marcy Gershoni, and Pamela Reed and Catherine Bernabaum. If you could join Commissioner also, Lamarca at the podium. I always try to make sure I don't block Danielle in any shots when I stand in front of her. Um, it's a pleasure to, to read this proclamation and present it to an organization that's very near and dear to my heart. I know from uh, time to time we, off, we uh, present awards to members and the, the women's uh, Commission on the Status of Women uh, present awards for uh, people in our community. And just a few years ago, my third grade teacher was, was honored as a shiro. So I, I love the work you guys do. Uh, this proclamation, uh, whereas in 1987, an act of Congress designated the month of March 1987 as Women's History Month, also my birthday month, so we share that, and it has been observed each March since with, since with the Congressional or Presidential Action, and Women's History Month is about highlighting the extraordinary achievements of women while recognizing the equally significant obstacles they had to overcome along the road to success. And whereas women are role models for the 21st century, and if women and girls experience such real-life role models, they have a better sense of options available to them <clears throat> and a stronger sense of their own self-worth. And boys and men will gain a more accurate understanding of women as smart, capable, and equal partners in society. I would say not equal, but better. Whereas, and not just because I'm surrounded by a bunch of women. Whereas women demonstrate their ability the to truth. create organizations and establish their own businesses, which expands their participation in commerce and their power in the paid labor force. Whereas it should be the norm to recognize those trailblazing women, business, labor, business and labor leaders who demonstrated that they could succeed in every field. Whereas the theme of this year's National Women's History Month is honoring trailblazing women in labor and business. And we take this opportunity to honor those who have successfully challenged the role of women in both business and labor in the labor force, now therefore be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, the Board hereby designates March 2017 as Women's History Month in Broward County, Florida, and honors these women, those women who have paved the way for generations of women, labor and business leaders to follow. And I'd like to just do a special recognition for the member in my district. If you've not been to Oceans 234 on the beach in Deerfield Beach, Danielle started, I believe, walked in the door and was working uh, in the restaurant industry and now is the proud owner, investor, uh, and somebody who risked a lot to open that restaurant. So there's my plug. <laughs> Marcy, would you like to say anything before we do the photos? Just I'd like to thank the commission for continuing to recognize women in Broward County and taking the opportunity for Women's History Month to always take a moment to appreciate what women in business and labor have done. Thank you. Can you do a photo up there? There's the rest of your proclamation. You need to give out your the rest. And while you're doing that, Commissioner Lamarca, I just uh, have a point of personal privilege from Commissioner Rich. Yes, I. Um, I want to just thank uh, all the women here for the work that they do in our community. Um, but I would like to. Um, 
make special note today, since uh, I spent the weekend in Atlanta at the 47th annual convention, national convention of the National Council of Jewish Women, and one of our illustrious members uh, of, uh, of this commission uh, actually was the uh, co national co-chair of the convention, outgoing national vice president, Janet Salit. She did a most amazing job. Women from all over the country came to uh, basically learn valuable skills and empower them uh, to uh, be strong advocates on behalf of women, children, and families. Um, and uh, I want to say that the, one of the highlights uh, was the, uh, the Faith and Humanity Award is given out once every three years at the National Convention. And it was given out to um, Congressman John Lewis who is a true American hero and gave a barn burner of a speech. Uh, and I just want to you know, publicly thank my friend Janet for the incredible work she did to make that convention so successful. Thank you, thank you Janet. Okay, moving right along, Commissioner Lamarca, I need you to stay at the podium. Commissioner Lamarca has his next proclamation and it is presented to the National Boys and Girls Club for National Boys and Girls Club Week. It's going to be presented to Brian Quayle, President and CEO, Kareem Edwards, Director of Development, Fritz Fergusti, Youth Aid, and just so you know, Fritz is a freshman at Broward College studying to become a firefighter. He was the 2015-2016 Youth of the Year for the Leo Goodwin Foundation Teen Center. And graduated from Blanche Eler High School. <laughs> I would say go Tigers, I'm a hurricane. <clears throat> this proclamation uh, requested by, by me and the Board of County Commissioners, whereas the young people of the Broward County, Florida, and t are tomorrow's leaders, and whereas su many such young people need professional youth services to help them reach their full potential. Whereas there are 12 chartered clubs of the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County providing services to a membership of nearly 12,000 young people ranging in age from 6 to 18. Whereas the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County are places where great futures start as young people learn healthy lifestyles and good citizenship practices. And whereas the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County help to keep young people off the streets by offering them safe and supportive places to go and provide them with quality programs and projects. In 2016, 168 community projects were completed, and whereas membership in these clubs 
aids in academic success, and a 96% high school graduation rate. I'm going to repeat that, a 96% high school graduation rate and an 83% college enrollment rate, whereas Boys and Girls Club of Broward County will celebrate National Boys and Girls Club Week 2017 along with some 4,000 clubs and more than 2 million young people nationwide. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, the Board hereby designates March 27th through March 31st, 2017, as National Boys and Girls Club Week in Broward County, Florida, in recognition of the comprehensive and effective services that are being provided to the young people in our community. Signed by our mayor. And uh, Brian, would you like to say anything? I would. Uh, mayor, vice mayor, commissioners, Ms. Henry, and county staff. Uh, on behalf of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County, uh, I'm proud to say we're the fifth largest club in the United States of America. Uh, that happens because of great partnerships of what we have, obviously, here with uh, Broward County government. Uh, to my right, uh, this young man, as Mayor, you mentioned, uh, Fritz is uh, at Broward College. He's finished, actually almost finished his EMT portion and will move on to his paramedic training uh, over the course of the next year. Uh, it's funny what happens. Uh, when I first met Fritz, he was here. Now he's here. Um, and it's, uh, it's a delight because um, of all the work that we do and all the hard work that you do, produces great young people like Fritz. And he is just one of 12,000 plus kids that come into our clubs. And I'd be remiss if I didn't turn the mic over to Fritz to say a few words. Fritz? Uh, well, I'll do, first off, I do want to thank you guys for inviting me here today. And I do want to, <laughs> I do want to thank the commission as well for being a part of such a great organization as the Boys and Girls Club. It's been a place that I always loved ever since the age of eight as I started going there. And it's helped me throughout my life over the years as giving me classes to help speak in front of large crowds of people, as giving me scholarships to go to start college after high school and, get, and building my pathway to go ahead and start my career to success. And without you guys, I'm sure it wouldn't have been as much effort being t given towards the Boys and Girls Club. But I do want to thank you guys for being a part of the organization, and we do thank you. I have to say there are adults that come up here that look at the look at the dais and just freeze and you did an amazing job and there's only one organization that I support more than the Boys and Girls Club and that's the Fire Rescue Services so thanks for doing that. There you go. You got a picture with everyone? Absolutely. Okay. All right, so we have two more presentations. The first is um, Commissioner Bogan, you have a proclamation to Chad Gordon 
And um, Chad Gordon is the business owner of German Line Motorsports in Margate. Can you please join Commissioner Bogan at the podium? I'm honored today to present a proclamation to uh, Chad Gordon. Um, Chad, who came to uh, the United States, uh, was born in Montego Bay, Jamaica in 1983. He came to the United States in 2003 pursuing an interest in automotive mechanics. In 2006, he, and I'm sorry, in 2005, he began working at Vista BMW here in Broward County as a junior technician. And a couple years later, in 2007, he accepted a position at Bremen BMW, moving himself up as a senior technician. And eight years later, in 2015, he opened a business here in Margate, Florida, uh, filling a lifelong dream of owning his own business called German Line Motorsports. And where, be it proclaimed by the Broward County Board of Commissioners, today that the board here designates today, Tuesday, March 28th, as Chad Gordon Appreciation Day here in Broward County. Sure. You guys, take off the paper clip. Commissioner Bogan, take off the paper clip from the proclamation. Fold the proclamation in half. Please, there you go. Thank you, Mayor. No, no the, it, you just op, open it. That's that's fine. That's that's good. Just as long as the paper clip's not in the picture, that's that's perfect. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get you for that. Okay. Now the next thing. Yes. Hi, okay. Wanna, thank um, you. I want to thank everybody. You know, um, thank the Broward County for honoring our business. Um, you know, thank Mr. Bogan. Uh, I want to thank the German German Line team for their support. Also, thank my wife Michelle, who's been my you know main support. I want to thank everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Commissioner Bogan, yeah. is your is it at the podium or up, up here? Right here. Okay, perfect. Two minutes. Okay, wonderful. Commissioner Bogan has a uh, announcement, and he would like to show a thirty-second video. Yeah. What, what I would like to um, give me one second here. Last week, um, I had the honor and privilege of presenting a uh, a, a proclamation and key to a man who abolished communism. In, in Russia. You hear on the news yesterday people were being uh, arrested in Red Square for speaking out, but this man was responsible for setting up democratic elections. He got rid of communism. He reduced nuclear arms. He helped get rid of the Cold War. He was responsible for providing freedom to hundreds of millions of people and uh, promoted freedom of religion, press, personal freedoms. And I had the honor of having an hour meeting with my wife and son uh, with former President Gorbachev. And so I was at his Moscow office uh, a week ago and um, 
Uh, and during that meeting, I uh, spent uh, a minute giving him a proclamation and key to the county. Um, uh, he's 86 years old, in good health some days, not in good health other days. But so I wanted to do, since he's not here to give it to him in front of us, I, I did take a quick little video uh, of that and uh, wanted to take 20 seconds to show it. And Mike in the back, if you just give a quick, uh, quick showing. Uh -huh. Today, Monday, March 20th, uh -huh. is Mikhail Gorbachev uh -huh. Appreciation Day. And we would also like to present to you the key to Broward County. Do they have uh, good apartments? <laughs> because I'll come a back home with a, come pool. With, uh, a home with a swimming pool. In Florida. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Give you the I'll have to come. If I'm alive, I will definitely come. For the. <laughs> For those of you who couldn't hear, when we gave him the key, he said, uh, "Would that get him a good apartment?" And I tried to say, "We can get him a home with a swimming pool." And uh, he, he he liked that answer. But um, anyway, I was uh, just one of the highlights of of my life in in meeting that man. Um, yes, and Commissioner Bogan, uh, Commissioner Ryan has something for you. Uh, Commissioner Bogan, uh, it's great to know that Chairman Gorbachev has a sense of humor. We are also very pleased that you have returned from Moscow safe and sound. With all of the news about Russia that we have seen, uh, it was important that you come back and join us. Um, somehow there was an item left in my office that I found this morning, and I think it must be yours. <laughs> And so, we, with our um, foreign relations program, I hope that we will continue to use you um, to spread the message for us, Comrade Bogan. That's gross. Um, <laughs> so. That concludes our morning announcements. We're on to our, to our commission meeting. Um, we have a few public participation reminders. For those of you in the audience, please silence or turn off your cell phones. Any member of the audience who wishes to address the county commission on item on today's agenda, please come forward and fill out a speaker form that looks like this. It's located over here to my right. Once the item is being taken up, no more speaker forms will be allowed and you will not be allowed to speak on the item, so please Sign up to speak if you haven't already done so. When you are called upon, you will have three minutes to speak. Please keep your comments brief into the subject being discussed. We ask that you address the commission in a polite manner. Please remain, refrain from making any impertinent or slanderous remarks or personal attacks. Otherwise, you'll be escorted out by security or law enforcement. We ask that you and the audience respect the views of those speaking today. As such, we do not allow any applause, cheering, booing, or catcalls during or after speakers' comments. If you agree, you can do spirit fingers. Okay, now I'm going to read the Tuesday morning memo. 
The following requests are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are items 1 through 41. Public hearing items are items 42 through 47. Regular and supplemental items are 48 through 63. I request the following withdrawals and Scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information. For withdrawals, item number five is going to be withdrawn for further staff review. Item number 48A is going to be withdrawn for further staff review, but we are keeping 48B on, on the agenda. Scrivener's errors, item number 56, there's a summary and explanation background. Last paragraph currently reads, failure of the county to perform SR inspections prior to July 1st, 2017. It should read, failure of the county to perform SR inspections after July 1st, 2017. I request, without objection, that items 48B, 49, 50, 53, 57, 58, 59, and 60 be moved to consent. Additional material for the regular meeting. Items 1C and D, board appointments. Item 46, a memo to the Planning Council from Environmental Protection and Growth Management Department. Item number 50, a memo to the board from the Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 54, a memo to the board from the Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 54, paren 2, revised motion submitted by Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 63, a letter to the county administrator from the representative of the Cricket Council, USA, Inc. Item number 63, paren 2, newspaper article su submitted by Commissioner Holness. Additional material for the public hearing meeting. Item number 42 has a revision to the resolution submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. That concludes our Tuesday morning memo. At this time, I'm going to um, entertain any polls. Mayor, yes. Mayor. Um, before um, polls, um, with respect to item, um, item 54-2, mm -hmm. um, I'd like to make a slight modification to motion C. Motion C authorizes staff to um, a competitive bid process. I'd like to change that to proceed to competitive bid processes and take out the word combining. So we would actually go forward with two separate proposals in motion C. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, at this time, I'm going to ask for pulls from the consent agenda. Um, I'll start on my left, Commissioner Udine. Item number 25. Okay. Commissioner Rich. Commissioner Bogan. I'd like to pull anything that's important to Commissioner Ryan. <laughs> Otherwise, I have no polls. Commissioner Ryan. Item 27. Vice Mayor Furr. No. Commissioner Lamarca. No. Commissioner Holness. No. Commissioner Geller. Item 19, solely for purpose of announcing a conflict. Okay. <laughs> County Administrator. None. County Attorney. County Auditor? Okay. At this time, can I have a motion on the consent agenda? And the consent agenda is those items that, items minus 25, 27, and 19. And um, as far as the audience, there are no other polls from the audience. So we're good. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, let the record show that that passes unanimously. The first item pulled from consent is item number 19, Commissioner Geller. Thank, thank you, Madam Mayor. 
uh, just in case no one's heard this before. Item 19 is a preliminary procedural item that would set a public hearing. Uh, the law firm of Greenspoon Martyr is counsel for item 19. If the public hearing is set, the outcome of the vote at the public hearing could benefit the law firm. Although I am no longer with the firm because of my prior long-standing relationship and the fact that I am due some remaining compensation from the firm, I am abstaining on item 19 to avoid the appearance of a voting conflict. Because I have no actual voting conflict, they will remain on the dais for item 19, but will not participate in the discussion. I ask that the minutes of the meeting please reflect that I have abstained from voting on item 19. Thank you. Do I have a yes? Madam Mayor, um, I'm going to move that um, Commissioner Geller hire Commissioner Udine to collect that unearned fee from his former law firm. Do you have a motion of item number 19? All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that item 19 passes on an eight with one abstention. Thank you. Item number 25 is the next item moved, um, um, pulled from the agenda. That's Commissioner Udine. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I had pulled this one simply because I got the memo a few weeks ago from our finance department that on our unearned revenue, we were making 1.6% on our money. All I asked is that 25, that the county be held in the same exact position. If the money's paid in April as it's supposed to be paid, that's fine. If not, we just get the 1.6% interest if there's a delay on the payment. That's all I want to do on the motion. Okay. Ms. Henry, do you want to respond to that? <laughs> I'm just sorry I didn't think of it. <laughs> it's, it's not a real huge, super huge issue. All I'm saying is... You're not talking about a lot of money, but we're making 1.6% on our money, our cash department is making. Uh, it's less than what the private sector would, is borrowing money if there's going to be a delay. I just don't think that the county should suffer any loss if there's any loss in payment. And I would move to amend the agenda, uh, the motion to just include the numbers that were in the backup of my PBMI on the outstanding balance. Okay. All righty. Um, so I had Commissioner Bogan followed by Commissioner Lamarca. I guess what you're saying is you want to charge interest, um, you know, to keep us whole. Um, I think that's great, but I, you know, are we selectively? Uh, I've never. I've been here three years. I've never remembered one time whether we charged interest before. And I just want to make sure: are we being consistent with everybody, or are we selectively enforcing? Uh, you know, select, not enforcing, but selectively treating this company different than others. Uh, at this point, I'm not aware, um, but I, I really haven't looked into it. What I would say in this case, um, the original agreement was that um, the county would receive a million dollars over a three-year period. And we understand that the development is having some delays, and they've asked for a special uh, dispensation to allow them to spread that payment out for an additional two years. Um, and the original uh, special uh, consideration that was given was we lifted a, a, a conservation easement. So in this case, I do think it's warranted. Okay. okay. Yes, Madam Mayor, follow quick Comm follow Wait, Commissioner Lamarco, followed by Geller. Thank you. I'm just happy to have somebody mention uh, private sector and, and doing doing things in a business-like manner. I'm going to support Commissioner Udine's amendment. Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Madam Mayor. I actually think that what Commissioner Udine says, as usual, makes a great deal of sense, but I think I may agree with Commissioner Bogan on, on this issue. 
only in, you know, I, I don't know. We have not done this before when we've spread, when we've done things like this. I'm not sure that we should say we're going to start the policy right now on an item that we thought was going to be on consent. I think that maybe we should be doing this on items in the future. I just, if, if this deviates from our past policy, I kind of think we should announce the policy for future as opposed to do it right now on something that we're about to vote on. Um, well, basically, you know, when we bring, when, when items come forward, whether they're on consent or regular, mm -hmm. you know the only opportunity you do have to discuss it in the sunshine is yeah. here. And so I think that he put in his PBMI, which was appropriate, and he, he brought it up. And so this is the appropriate place for him to enact whatever change he wants to make to the item. Um, I don't think we have um, in the past uh, denied the county administrator the opportunity to change a, a contract to benefit the county. Yes. I'm, I'm <clears throat> under these circumstances, I'm advised by staff that we've not um, this um, we have not done this in the past, mm -hmm. so we we don't have a situation. And, and Mr. Sneezek, if you can come to the podium, just clarify the way that we've handled this in the past. Sure. Uh, good morning, Henry Sneezek, Environmental Protection and Growth Management. Uh, this is a release of a conservation easement. It's basically a negotiation between the county and the property owner, uh, and uh, this situation has not come up before where uh, somebody's asked for a deferral of a payment plan. So because it hasn't come up before, it would be prudent to go ahead and, and um, agree with Commissioner Udine's recommendation then to ask for the interest. It's, okay. It's 1.6% interest. It's half of what the private sector would be paying. It's half of what his funding costs. In my, you're not talking about a lot of money, but I plan on bringing this up. I haven't been here for the past three years, but anytime the county is owed dollars, we have so many social services and so many issues that we need to fund that all I'm saying is keep us whole. Okay. Um, well, before that, I had a, uh, a speaker card, and it said only if polled, and it was polled. Um, I have Michael Moskowitz. Could you please come to the podium? Good morning, Mayor, uh, Commissioners, and Comrade uh, Bogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Moskowitz representing Metropica. Before you pass this, let me give you a little uh, knowledge, extensive knowledge about Metropica and its commitment and its partnership with Broward County. It is a 50-acre project. It is directly next to the Sawgrass Mall. It's across the street from the VB&T Arena. My clients have owned this property and have carried this property since 1995. Let me tell you about the type of development and how much money this project is going to pay to Broward County, Sunrise, the school board, the hospital districts, etc. We are building 2,200 condominium units, 650,000 square feet of office, 485,000 square feet of retail. The project over 10 years will spend over $1 billion to build this project. We are creating over 5,000 jobs here in Broward County. Let me tell you about impact fees. We will pay impact and permit fees of over $30 million. The annual tax revenue generated by this project will be over $20 million per year. Okay? This is a sizable commitment to Broward County. My clients have paid this along with lenders. No money from anybody else, etc. 
We have had a great working relationship with your staff, with your council's office, with the Department of Environmental Services, etc. And, oh, by the way, we're also giving 9 to 10 acres. We will be dedicating 9 to 10 acres of our project for road improvements. What's the value of that? Okay. Uh, this is not a significant item. It's $6,400. Uh, I, I guess the question becomes, and I ask you this, at what point in time can we come before you after this type of commitment and say, is this absolutely necessary to do? I appreciate the zeal of Commissioner Udine and his desire. And if this is now a new policy that this board is going to pass today, applicable to everyone, then we will pay it. Okay? But when contractors seek delay, when people that the auditor identifies that want millions of dollars written off that are owed to this county. When all of these circumstances exist, if you're going to similarly exact some interest and in other monetary amounts from them in a, in a uniform policy, again, we will pay it. We're simply saying, given the nature of our financial commitment, we've asked for nothing from this county. Now, we have worked very diligently to develop this project to deal with this conservation easement. And we are, let me tell you the cost, what it's costing to us to change this conservation easement. We're paying the county a million $25,000. We're buying wetland mitigation credits of another $800,000. And we're creating a preserve of approximately 1.5 acres within the site surrounded by a boardwalk for the public to enjoy. This is the type of financial commitment we are making. You could say to me, given all those dollars that are spent, what's well, another $6,400? I would simply say to you, please. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Moskowitz. He was the only public speaker. I'm back on my dais and with my um, cue, I have Commissioner Holness, followed by you, Dean, followed by Bogan. Uh, County Administrator, if we delay in paying our contractors, do we pay, are we obligated to pay interest if we have a certain time frame that's passed? Yes. Uh, so it is, it is not unreasonable in my mind that we get some interest on behalf of the public. And item 33, I didn't pull it, but it's an item where we have uh, a youth program managed by Career Source and supported by Children's Service Board. Here's an item that we could actually put some young people into some internship program through the summer which would help them greatly. Uh, I, I don't think we're trying to get every penny from you, but also recognize the fact that we were helpful in getting you the, the request that you previously had to ensure that the site uh, got the mitigation uh, taken care of and, and whatever we needed to do to help. That, those are bigger items and more important than a small amount of money here that could then go into the CAFA to help maybe the young man that was standing here earlier uh, at a Boys and Girls Club. There are significant programs that we have that we need to help our young people. And, and I would really hope that as you build Metropica, that you can seek to be as inclusive as, uh, as possible and ensure that we're uh, bringing everyone in for, an op for the opportunity. Because it's a, it's a major project, and you will make a lot of money over time. Okay, I hope I'm, you do I'm going to have to ask you. that you all keep your comments to this item because we have a lot of items left on the agenda and I'm trying to, um, there are some commissioners that have to catch planes today. So can we please keep, the, uh, keep it brief and move this item on? Um, Commissioner Bogan, 
followed by you, Dean, to close. Real, real quick, I want to just make sure, because Commissioner Geller said he agrees with me. I, I agree with the concept of what Commissioner Dean is saying, uh, that we should uh, fully get our money for the county. But I think we should be consistent with everybody, and not just uh, selectively. That's my whole point. So. Okay. Commissioner Udine. This said. is the first one I saw. I plan to bring this up on other issues when they come up. This is a, basically a promissory note that's given to the county. Mr. Moskowitz makes an interesting point. He makes a correct point. And in all 20,000 of these units that they're going to sell over there, there will be the same exact language that if the ultimate buyers don't pay on time or whatever, they're going to pay interest. This is standard business practice that everybody sends on the bottom of their bill. All I'm saying is the county shouldn't be put in a worse position. All the other entitlements and everything that were given in this project were negotiated by the last commission that was up here. This is a payment stream. It's simple. It's easy. I'm going to vote to support it. I, there's so many social issues that I hear every week on this dais. Take the $6,400 and put it in the youth summer program. I really don't care. I just want to be consistent the whole way through. Thank you. Okay, so I had a motion and a second. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that that passes as amended with Commissioner Udine's recommendation. Good idea. Okay. The next item on our agenda is item number 27. That was pulled by Commissioner Ryan. There's no audience speakers on that item. Item 27 is a motion to approve an agreement with the Florida Department of Environmental Protection uh, for a cost sharing in the early <coughs> stages of the sand bypass project. Uh, over the last two fiscal years, approximately $1.2 million has been uh, appropriated by the Florida legislature uh, to assist in the uh, design, uh, project design for uh, the sand bypass project, which basically is uh, an effort to move the sand that has accumulated uh, to the north of the Port Everglades uh, harbor entrance and uh, have that sand moved periodically to the south where the beaches have been uh, ravaged and uh, they have very, very little shoreline. Uh, we're talking about the state park and then the cities of Dania Beach, Hollywood, and Hallandale Beach to the south. Uh, we apparently have, have now gotten the state permit and we are still awaiting the federal permit. The background indicates that construction is uh, supposed to commence in mid or late 2017 and to the county administrator. Do we have somebody that uh, on staff that can speak to the progress of us obtaining the federal permit so we can move forward? Ms. Sharp, if you can come to the podium. Good morning, Mayor, Commissioners, Nicole Sharp, Environmental Planning and Community Resilience Division. So currently we are working with intergovernmental in intergovernmental affairs and uh, Van Soyek, our lobbyists, to get the federal um, permit moving along. We are currently in the final stages of consultation with National Marine Fisheries Service, so we're working on one final issue in regards to a protected species of coral near the port. So once we resolve the, the coral relocation of the species, uh, we've been told consultation with NIMS should be completed, and after <coughs> consultation with National Marine Fisheries Service is complete, then the federal agencies are able to uh, process the permit. But currently, we've been told they do not have a time frame on that. So we have a meeting set up this week with Intergovernmental Affairs to identify where we can expedite this process along. Well, let's hope that the, um, the federal agency 
Department of Environmental Protection is not gutted as to their staff, so they'll be able to process this permit. We know there's part of the discussion that we're hearing up in Washington. Uh, I will mention that uh, Vice Mayor Furr's um, predecessor in office, um, Commissioner Gunsberger, had worked on this project for some 15 years before I got into office and uh, asked me to kind of follow up on it, and I'm sure that she's also asked you to keep an eye on this, and I don't know if, if Vice Mayor Furr wants to also speak on the item. But with that, I'll, I'll move the item. So I have a cue. Thank you, Mayor. Um, Commissioner Lamarca's next, followed by Vice Mayor Furr, if you don't mind. I Barbara was the night. That's weird. Yeah, I, I know. I'm turning it over. I want Turn to. Uh, I want to just encourage Commissioner Ryan that if his concerns about this project moving slowly or because the Trump administration may gut EPA, it took forever with a fully staffed EPA before. I think it's a complete. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I would tell you that I, I do want to make recognition that if we're going to give our district uh, segment one and segment two sand to anybody, it's you guys that should get it. So I'm supportive <laughs> of this project. I also want to. I also want to just for the record. The only reason I went on cue is for the record. This project um, cost is about twenty five point five million dollars. The state contribution is over nineteen million dollars. Um, I know that this is an issue that Representative Moritis and other members uh, who represent our coastal districts in uh, Tallahassee have been have been stalwarts on. So when you see them, thank them for that. The, the local share, to be clear, the local share is just county. Uh, the cities will not be participating in this, as I'm told. Uh, Ms. Henry uh, gave me the breakdown yesterday. $6.4 million uh, split. Uh, with a little bit more coming from our dear friends in the back of the room, uh, our port director and uh, deputy port director from Port Everglades, and then our beach renourishment capital fund, which you know is something this board was very very staunch on putting together and making sure we have a reserve line item for the beach uh, renourishment. That being said, I'll continue to work in Tallahassee for the, for the two gentlemen here that represent segment three, but I don't think we should get through this item without thanking uh, Dr. Harado, Samantha Danchuk, and most importantly, and I think Dr. Harado would agree, uh, Ms. Sharp, who is standing in front of us right now, has been, you can't imagine, I've been here six years and pretty much all I was known for was the beach commissioner, uh, was to get the sand project done. And we finally got it done after 20 years, and a lot of that uh, support should, uh, or that, that appreciation should go to uh, Nicole Sharp. Thank you, Commissioner Lamarca. Vice Mayor Furr. Uh, ditto on, all, on everything. Uh, it, the staff's done a great job on this. I know for Hollywood, we've been waiting, I don't know how long, at least 25 years. And I know Commissioner Gunsberger, well, this is one of her, if she had any regrets at all, this was one thing that she wanted to, to make happen. And I know that she kind of passed the baton to uh, Commissioner Ryan, and you've done a great job on this. Um, by, by elevating it to AAA status when you did uh, in the comp plan, uh, you've done, you've, you've made it become a priority, and we're seeing the result, results of that. And to Commissioner Lamarca, who's been up there uh, uh, pushing for it as well, the city of Hollywood can't wait to see the, some of that sand start drifting south. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know some of it may be yours, Chip, but <laughs> we'll take it anyway. I know. Yes, exactly. We'll take oh, it. Oh, wonderful. Um, so do but, we have a motion? Uh, motion to approve. Second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show that passes unanimously. Okay, now we're on item number 41, which is a public hearing, 42, sorry, 
which is a public hearing item. And at this time, I do not have any speakers from the public signed up, but since it's a public hearing, I'm gonna open the item up to the public. So item number 42 is open to the public. Is there anyone at the public that wishes to speak at this time on item 42? Seeing none, the public hearing is closed. Back to this dais. Second. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, let the record show 42 passes unanimously. Item number 43 is a public hearing item as well. Is there anyone from the public that wishes to be heard on item number 43? Seeing none, the public hearing is closed. Back to this dais for a motion. Second. All of, do I have a motion? Move it. Okay, no, at a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show that that passes unanimously. Item number 44 is a public hearing item as well. Um, no speaker signed up. This item 44 is open to the public at this time. Are there anyone wishing to speak on the item number 44? Seeing none, the public hearing is closed. Back to this dais. Second. All those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show 44 passes unanimously. Item number 45 is a public hearing item. It's a motion to adopt a resolution to transmit a proposed amendment to Broward County Plan Use Map Land Use Plan Map PC 17-4. That's a mouthful. Um, anyone from the public wishes to be heard on item 45? Seeing none, the Madam public. Mayor, yes. After you close it. Well, I have a 45 speaker only for questions. No, okay. No, I, You're good. Okay. Right. So I'm going to close the public hearing. Back to this dais. If you want, I can read it, but it's the exact same thing I read on number 19. So, Do I which, need to read it? Which can one I, is it? It's just to- uh, 45. To, the, no, declare a conflict or abstention, uh, what do you want to do? I will be declaring an abstention because I have an apparent, but not an actual conflict because of Greenspoon murder. Okay. Do you, if you want, I can read the whole thing. Not necessarily. That's, that's more no, than adequate. It's that's not adequate. a real conflict, it's okay. an apparent conflict. So at this point in time, I have a motion on item 45. Second. And a second, all those in favor of item 45 signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show that that passes eight with one abstention. I'm hoping okay. 60 days of um, money. Item 46 is a, a public hearing item as well. I have uh, one person signed up for questions only. Is there anyone else from the public that wishes to be heard on item number 46? Seeing none, the public hearing is closed. Back to the stairs for a motion. All those in favor of item 46, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let that record show that item 46 passes unanimously. Item number 47 is the last of our public hearing items. There's no speaker sign-ups from the audience. Item 47 is now open to the public. Is there anyone from the public that wishes to be heard on item number 47? Seeing none, the public hearing is closed. Back to this dais for a motion. Real quick before we go through with this, because um, this is this is a very important item. Uh, is Ms. Henry, is Mr. Garcia here? Uh, you, don't need, you don't need to come up, Mr. Garcia. I just wanted to, to let you know that a lot of yes, times when, when I ask you to come up, uh, it's be, because of communication with projects we're doing or things like that, and not always in the most positive of nature, but uh, I am to commend you that, that this project, uh, that neighborhood is one of our improvement uh, districts that we did when we had annexation into, the, uh, into Pompano and Deerfield, and there were many projects, and they were very, uh, they were very important projects, but they, they uh, just by the nature of how they were done, they had to 
caused lots of construction work in neighborhoods that weren't used to that. And you've finished all that work, and this is a tremendous uh, project to move forward to reuse our, reuse our water. And Pompano Highlands is going to be the first area to, to accept this and, and re you know, receive this benefit. But this will be done in and around uh, lots of areas that you've, you've planned. But most importantly, this will allow us to send less uh, and ultimately no water out into our outfalls. And this is very important for our environmental friends that, that contact me on this issue. So the only way we can uh, not do that is to use this water elsewhere. So thank you for your hard work. With that, I'll move you out a second. All those in favor of item number 47, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed? Let the record show item 47 passes unanimously. That concludes our public hearing items. We are now on to our regular agenda. The next item on our regular agenda is item number 51. Um, it's a motion to award a fixed contract to a low bidder, Continental Construction USA LLC. I have only an audience poll for uh, questions only, if there are questions only. Um, Commissioner Bogan? Yes, can I address this issue? Sure. Um, as, as, the, as my fellow commissioners may remember, this was deferred, allowing me to do some due diligence. They had a poor rating and, uh, and solely have gotten to, to a, a better rating. I, I met with uh, Alan Garcia and uh, rely on, uh, on his recommendations, and so um, I'm going to withdraw any opposition I had to, uh, to award uh, this contract in both 51 and 52. Thank you. All those in favor of item 51 signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show that passes unanimously. Item number 52, need a second. All those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, let the record show item 52 passes unanimously. The next item on our regular agenda is item number 54. That motion to authorize the staff to commence negotiations to combine the scope of work for the request for proposals for number N2111356P1. Um, on this item, I have one, two audience speakers. Um, Mr. Ryan Reeder, um, I'm not sure if you want to come up just to speak or if you want to wait. You want to wait? Okay, and then I had George Platt, if only if questions. So I have two questions only, just in case. Item number 54. Do I Yes. The county administrator had requested the. She corrected it already sure on the record. If I may, Mayor, so that yes. the record is clear, I'd like to read C into the um, record if, at the appropriate time if the board makes that. Okay, motion. so can you, read, can you read what you want as far as a correction then? I also wanted to clarify if I might. Um, I have someone working on an additional material in the back. So you will see it um, in writing, and I believe your staff is running in behind you, Joni, with it. There you go. Very good. I don't have to read it. You'll have the revised motion C before you. Well, actually, if, I don't, if you don't mind my reading it, Mayor. You should read it. Number C, A, B, and D would remain the same. Number C is a motion to authorize staff to proceed with competitive bid processes for the scope of work for request for proposal RFP number N2111356P1, Managing General Contractor for Southport Crane Infrastructure Project, and RFP number X134980-2P1, Managing General Contractor for Broward County's Port Everglades Southport Turning Notch Expansion. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, so... Commissioner Lamarca, you raised your hand. I did, ma'am. Thank you. Um, 
Just uh, the only question I had, and Ms. Henry can probably answer this, or, or the county attorney, there were there was a list of um, a number of exceptions initially on this, and I just want to, for the record, clarify if those have been resolved or. As part of the um, PBMI, um, I can't remember, someone did ask that question. I believe it was the auditor. We provided a matrix that showed what the initial objections were, and the majority of the items um, were uh, in, finally waived by um, the, by the company, and, um, and in the few instances where there, we made modifications to the language that was acceptable to the county. Okay. No, I read the PBMI. I just think okay. it's important that the public under, understand that we did that due diligence, so with that um, support of the item. Okay. All those in favor of item number 54 as amended, signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed, let the record show that item 54 A, B, and C, A, B, C, and D is passed. Unanimously, as amended. I said that in the original. Okay, item number 55 is a motion to terminate an agreement between Broward County and Interurban Asset Management of Fort Lauderdale LLC, Interurban for the development and construction of new affordable single family homes in Broward Municipal Services District and the Town of Davie, which was approved by the Board of County Commissioners on April the 3rd, 2012. I have two speakers from the audience on this item. Um, one is Alan G. Geffen, and the other is Eric L. Haynes. Could you please come to the front, Mr. Geffen and Mr. Haynes? You will have three minutes. Mr. Mayor. Geffen? Mayor. Yes. If, if I may, please. What do you, I'm sorry, Commissioner Holness, you want to talk before they talk? Yes. Okay, sure. Uh, th this is uh, on some homes that we've been building for some time. Uh, along the way, the funding that we had in place uh, was no longer there. However, these homes, some of them already have COs. There's a punch list. That's all that's left. We will have these properties and we will sell them and probably get close to a million dollars out of the sale when, once we sell them. So we'll get revenues coming in from that. I've been working with staff and the builder uh, for a while now, and I believe as of yesterday, we've come to an agreement that can move us forward. And that is, there's 23,000, and so there's a dispute in the money that should have been paid and not paid, and the building not having the money to do all that needs to be done. Uh, there's like 300 and something thousand dollars that, that he says is outstanding. We're trying to get that resolved also in a, in, in a universal way. But what we, with staff yesterday, were able to do was to put something forward that can move us, put something in place that could move us forward. And that is that we allow the attorney, county attorney to draft an agreement that allows 23,000 that we now have in retainage to be utilized to complete the punch list. Because all we have left are punch lists, about $74,000 worth of punch list left to be completed. And that when, these, when, when he's completed with this, uh, 23,000, then he'd be reimbursed for the balance up to the 74,000. And in the meantime, we find a solution to negotiate what we have in terms of uh, the discrepancies between the builder and uh, the county. So that would be a motion that I'd like to make uh, for us to move this item forward. And, and, and our staff has agreed to work with us. Uh, the builders agreed to. Uh, to, to do this, and we have some folks that are 
in place to buy at least two of these homes right now. Madam Mayor. This, it's not customary for us to speak before the audience. So, do you want to? Madam Mayor, if I can Commissioner I was just going to say, depending on what Commissioner Holness is saying, I may move to uh, TP this. I have a question for the county administrator, if I may. Sure. Okay. Um, Ms. Henry, actually, the majority of these five homes are in my district. Uh, I have not three, met with that. Three, three of the five. Okay. Um, no one has met with me on this. Is the, if, if, in fact, county staff has met with the developer and it looks like they can work something out, then I would move that we simply defer this. But I need to ask you the question, has county staff, or I don't know if this is to you or to the county attorney, I mean, is this something that you think can be amicably resolved? If so, there's no reason to take any testimony. We should just defer it. In response to your question, Commissioner, we are in litigation. We've been sued by um, the builder here. Um, but after a meeting late yesterday um, with Commissioner Holness, it appears that we have conceptual resolution. We do not have final numbers yet. Um, if we postpone this for two weeks, do you believe that you can reach? I mean, I know you never know until you negotiate, but do you think it more likely than not that this issue can be resolved and therefore making a vote today unnecessary. After the meeting with Commissioner Holness yesterday, we're much closer than we were before. We have a meeting in one week. The next meeting is not until April 25th. Would there be any problem with postponing this till June 1st? I believe that there are um, some people who are waiting to move into the home. Yeah. So, so, so uh, Commissioner Geller, what okay. I've stated is, is the best resolution at this point in time because okay. we'll get the homes completed while we're working on the final agreement. Okay, and commissioners, back to this mayor. I am saying to you, we're going to listen to whatever they want to say right now, and then we're going to come back and we're going to have a discussion because I'm of a different opinion than you, and I've been here longer. And I think that there's others up here that want to express their opinions as well. So when we open it up, I'm going to open up the item. Mr. Geffen, you can come to the podium now, and you'll have three minutes to speak, followed by Mr. Haynes. Good morning, Madam Mayor, members of the Commission. Um, let me echo what Commissioners uh, Holness and Geller have suggested. There is effectively two issues currently at play with respect to the developer, my client, Interurban, and the county. This is not a question of quality. This is not a question of completion. This is a question, sadly, of dollars and cents, nothing more. There are five of the 12 homes originally scheduled to be built. Seven are already built, CO'd, and done. There are five remaining. Of those five remaining homes, we are literally three weeks away. Three weeks away. We are in punchless stage. We are done. The delay thus far and the issue before this commission ultimately, and this sadly is indeed the subject of the litigation, is receipt of monies. My client has performed for the last year or more without being paid by the commission. And there's reasons why, and I'm not going to address those reasons this morning. They are, for today's purposes, largely irrelevant. What is relevant is what Commissioner Holness has suggested and what my client agrees with, and that is get these folks into these homes. The homes are, I've walked the homes. They are effectively done. There are punch list items that need to be done. Now, I will acknowledge in the kitchen, for example, there are some appliances that need to go in. You bring in the truck, you install the appliances, and they're ready to be habitated. 
with this proposal of $23,000, which is not all that we are seeking, but it is some of the money that will be necessary to complete these various punch list items. And the proposal that Commissioner Holness raises is that 23,000 will be released. My client will be able to complete the five homes upon completion. There'll be a second payment of the remainder of the punch list values. And we've now resolved one of two major issues. The only last issue is the remaining contract funds due and owe to my client. And that's something that hopefully we'll be able to resolve with the county attorney and we'll be done. But as far as terminating the contract, if the goal of this commission is getting these homes completed and getting them occupied, I would suggest respectfully the best way to do that is you've got a contractor who's ready to do it. And we have a plan in place that will accomplish that objective. Let's finish the homes and let's get these homes occupied. Thank you. Okay, the next speaker is Mr. Eric Haynes. You have three minutes. Good morning, Madam Mayor, Commissioners. My attorney pretty much represented everything in terms of, again, this isn't about quality of construction. And I've sat on the other side of that dais as you have in another capacity. And when items are brought before me, I, I have to look at them, I have to weigh them. This isn't about a contract termination or terminating the contract because of inferior quality. This is an issue about terminating the contract because of lack of competence or incompetence or lack of capacity. This is merely a dispute over dollars and associated with a lot of different variables over the course of the entire contract. Um, I provided some bullet points. I don't know if they were able to be made available to yeah, all of the commissioners. But if you look at it, I mean, there are a lot of nuances associated with the deal. I'm a product of this community, and my main goal is to get the people in the homes, get the families in the homes. But what's also most important to me as a small business is to have some kind of assurances that I'll be compensated for the money that's been expended. Uh, right now, I mean, we've, we've invested a whole lot of money. And to show my good faith as it relates to this, even though we've still been in dispute, over the dollars associated with this contract, we've continually to maintain the homes. We continue to cut the grass. You know, we continue to do those things to make sure the homes are serviceable and we're ready to jump into action at any given time. The thing of note is, is to say that how do we reconcile the differences when it comes down to the money at the, at the very end? I, I will say that we have been in discussions with staff about this and I think we made some headway. We visited several of the properties uh, a couple of weeks ago and I think we can get to where we need to be. Um, when this initially happened, we were told that um, when the funds were um, expired or what have you, that it would take action by this county commission to, um, to authorize the payment of the monies that were due. The staff really didn't object to that possible solution other than the fact to say that if, if and unless the county commission authorizes the payment of the funds, then we, we can't do anything. We were pretty much at a stalemate. At that point, we had to make a decision as to how much do we continue to invest in the properties, not knowing whether or not the uh, funds would be available. So that's pretty much where we are. Again, this is not about quality. This is not about competency. This is not about capacity. The homes that we have delivered to this point, even the homes that are under, um, consideration right now are well-built homes. 
They are nice homes. They are homes that I would like to live in and homes that you would live in. There's nothing, nothing about this other than the, the conversation about the compensation for the work that has been performed. Thank you. Okay. So I have a queue. That's Commissioner Ryan, followed by Bogan, followed by Rich, followed by Geller and Lamarca. All right, as we follow this, um, the discussion on this dispute, um, it's obvious that we have open litigation. Uh, so the request here is for um, the, um, the, the contractor is to have us release the remaining retainage of $23,000, release up to an additional $50,000 over and above what was agreed to between the contractor and the county to build these five homes uh, in order to no. complete the punch list. No. And then to allow the litigation to go on. So, you know, if we're going to do a settlement, in my view, we do a global settlement. We go ahead, we release the 23000 and up to an additional $50,000 so they can complete the homes and we can get the, the, the families in. If not, then we'll proceed with what this motion states, which is, we terminate it, and we go to the surety, we complete the construction, and then we resolve the litigation. But I don't want to give away money and not resolve this thing and just leave us on the short end. So uh, I will concur with uh, the release of the 23000 retainage and up to an additional $50,000 based upon the punch list, uh, provided that there's a release of claims, mutual release between the county and the contractor. Okay, Commissioner Bogan is next in queue, followed by Rich. Totally agree with Commissioner Ryan. In any legal setting, um, we should not be giving one penny uh, out at all unless there's a total release of claims. Um, and, and while I understand that this is not about quality, it's about uh, timeliness. Isn't that correct, Council? Okay. That's correct. So they have breached the contract. We're claiming they breached the contract based on they just never met the schedule in a timely manner. So when they claim they're three weeks away, that three weeks could be three months, could be a year. Again, because past performance has proven that they can't perform in a timely manner. So again, I agree with uh, Commissioner Ryan that, that we only should uh, move forward if we get release of claims and there should be something also that if they are not timely that um, you know, they held, they're held to some type of, of time requirement to get this done. Because that's what all this is about. Thank you. Commissioner Rich, followed by Geller. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, I guess the bottom line for me is um, that uh, uh, I think there is no way this should be deferred. It's been deferred. I, I personally can't understand as I look at the background. I mean, this has been going on. This, this was approved by the Board of Commissioners April 3rd, 2012. It's five years. I mean, there are people that are waiting to get into their homes now. For me, that's the bottom line. We just need to move ahead and then follow the procedure that's been discussed by my colleagues here. Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, I came here fully intending to vote to terminate. Um, I would like to hear staff, before we vote, staff recommendation on this. I do want to point out that there have been two prior times where notices of default were, or notices of, yeah, default were issued, and two prior times uh, the builder was allowed to execute a contract amendment with an amended. So they've already, we've already extended 
twice, this would be a third time. A question that I have of either county attorney or county administrator, I don't know which, is I was under the impression that the sole source of the funding here were state and federal grants. If that's the case, and if those grants have now expired, which is my understanding, if we're now paying some 70,000, 23, and then 50 later, is that money that would come from the county when all of this money should have come from grant money? If that is the case, if we will be out of pocket 70,000 plus that we should not have been because this would have come from grants, that could affect my vote. Or in the alternative, is this money that would be recouped from the sale of the, of the homes? It would have to be from a funding source other than the grant money. So would that be, are you saying then that the county would have to pay that from county funds or would that come from the sale of the homes? So there's, there's two opportunities. Um, this is under a, um, a, a program where the federal government allows the income from um, the work that's being done in the program to come back to the program. So the 50,000, and, and I'm gonna have Mr. Stone come to the podium to answer that question would be what the federal government referred to as program income. That income either from the sale of these homes or uh, actually would do it now because we would have to advance the money from other um, program income in order to, to meet that. And I believe the 23,000 has already been um, expensed. I mean, we have the, we've hold the money, it's part of a, of a retainage. So I believe that's money that's within the grant. If you can correct me um, or add to the conversation. Is all 70,000 retainage? N no. Okay. Only the 23,000. Okay. Mr. Stone, the, if you can just go sure. ahead and clarify. Sure. The 23,000 was incurred by uh, interurban and billed and reimbursed by the state before uh, the state grant expired. So that's money that we have in hand and wouldn't be added to the contract. The additional 50 some odd thousand would be additional sources from somewhere. Uh, in terms of, of using the program income from the sale of the homes, we're kind of in a catch-22. Once that particular grant program expired, the program income went from the disaster uh, relief initiative grant and converted, all the program income converts to community development block grant. The reason I'm boring you with this is that the block grant program doesn't allow the money to be spent on new construction. So we can't use that program income to reimburse them. However, we do have $50,000 worth of funding from other sources, other grant sources that can be used to reimburse the punch out. If they are, follow up, Madam Mayor, if that is not used on this, is that money that would be available for other homes? Yes, or, that's correct. Okay, so is it your opinion that the county is paying an additional 50000 that we would not have to pay if the default went into effect and the surety stepped in? Assuming that, that the surety at the end of the day picks up the cost and we don't, that's correct. Last question. If this is, the representation is made that this, we're three weeks away from 
completion. I assume if we declare a default and have to go to the surety, we'd be a far longer time period away from completing the homes. Is that correct? I defer to the county attorney on that. Normally it does take some time. So uh, we're caught Longer between paying days. an additional 50000 that we shouldn't have to pay or delaying the completion of the homes for a well, period of time. In negotiations, we would seek a set-off of any additional funds that the county had paid in negotiations with the contract for any additional sums due. Thank you. Commissioner Lamarca. I just heard as Commissioner Geller finished, he said there isn't a good answer, and I, I think he's right. Um, uh, Mr. Haynes said he sat on this side of the dais, but I'm the only one on this side of the dais who sat, who's been in, in his role in the construction industry, not necessarily before a board with a, with a default, but uh, I, I understand the industry in, intimately, and I would say that uh, unless you've been in that industry through a downturn, nobody up here could possibly understand uh, what it was like, but I could also say that just because some companies were able to get through, uh, whether it was funding or whatever the situation was, uh, get through the, the downturn and remain in business and succeed doesn't mean that the companies that didn't make it through that weren't good people who wanted to do a good job. At the end of the day, our job is to, because we have this grant and because, Mr., as Mr. Stone has mentioned, um, our goal is to put people in those homes. Um, I will agree with Commissioner Udine every time he brings something up about making sure that uh, we're made whole as a county. And there's no way to make us whole in, the, in this particular situation, but, but we are standing in the way of people getting in those homes, and there are, we, are, uh, we are keeping them from realizing that, that, uh, that good fortune. Um, an unfinished home is just that. Uh, the only thing I would ask is when I, my, my review with Mr. Stone, um, I haven't been to any of the, the homes to look at them. I have not had the opportunity. But he did bring up that there was some graffiti and not so pleasing graffiti on one of the homes. I would ask that if I support to uh, give this project a short amount of time to get finished, that uh, that be remedied and taken off. I don't know what it says. I don't want to know what it says. I just want to make sure it's not there. Commissioner Udine. Can I just ask a question of how long until these houses are ready for people to move in? What are we talking about? Because all I heard from Mr. Geffen is punch list items and some appliances. Are we talking about days that, if this was resolved, is this something that can be done in days, week? What are we talking about? I think we're talking about uh, weeks to a month. Uh, it, it's literally in, in interior, uh, baseboards, caulking, painting, the appliances and the carpet, exterior, uh, the fencing. Um, so. I heard from the county attorney that we had a meeting yesterday. We have a meeting in a week, and we have a meeting on April 25th to try and wrap this thing up. I was set to come here and vote to terminate this, but I want to see the people come in and get into their homes. And I know, you know, I've seen in the in in just in practice, if you would terminate and the surety comes in, you're talking about much greater delay. There's all kinds of litigation that comes there. If commission and and I also agree with Commissioner Ryan, you don't make a partial settlement unless you can buy your piece on the whole thing. But Commissioner Holness makes a good point, and the the latest date I'm being told is April 25th for the last meeting. So whatever our meet, I would support a drop dead date right after the 25th, and this issue should be resolved. It doesn't take long to do punch list items and to put appliance in there. I mean, 
I've done this in my own practice and you have people waiting to close and you can get this done on a weekend if you need to get it done. So it's just a question that there's not any, um, any, uh, any, any priority being placed on this to get this issue resolved. I would be ready to terminate this, but I'll, I'll wait 30 days because that covers through the 25th and we can have a resolution. If there's a resolution, that gets the people in the house quicker. And does that resolution include the, them dismissing their lawsuit? I would think on the 25th, if, there's a, if, there, if this whole matter is resolved and this county attorney can work with the attorney to resolve this thing, that's the more prudent course in my mind. I don't want to still be involved in litigation. I don't want people to have to wait for sureties to come in because it will never end. The houses that are there will quickly turn from almost punch-listed done to houses that will never be able to be used because they'll deteriorate very quickly. I think 30 days is reasonable. Get a deal done. Get it in writing. If it's not done, whatever our meeting is after April 25th, I'm voting to terminate the whole thing and let it go to court and let it blow up. In the 30 days that Commissioner Holmes mentions to come to a resolution. So, yes, the answer is litigation. Okay. All right. Um, the next person in queue is Bogan, followed by Holness. To close. I just wanted to ask our county attorney um, are, are, is the county having to come up with money because of their lack of performance on time? Yes. So, the county, we are now going to be using. Um, taxpayer dollars, we're using taxpayer dollars because the contractor is late and it's been said that we cannot be made whole, but a performance bond can make us whole, correct? That's Maybe. correct. So we have a way to be whole, commissioners. Um, if we terminate, get a performance bond, but we don't want to wait, as Commissioner Udine says, we can still uh, uh, front the money to somebody to do the work and then we can get our money back from the performance bond by terminating. Maybe. Is that correct, Council? Could I make this suggestion to the board? Sure. That you give us a week to try to enter into a, a settlement agreement in, that would involve a set off against claims that may or may not be due to the builder. There may be some claims due to the builder. Yes. If we can recover the money that the county would front out of that process, if you give us one week, we will not need, if we don't come to terms and it takes a month and then we call on the surety, um, then we're that much more delayed. In my view, if we have one week, because the meeting was just yesterday, we can come to terms, we can bring something before you that would authorize us to spend money from an identified funding source, and we would have the set off, uh, hopefully against the contractor's claims. That's that, that would be my hope. I'll make a motion to defer. Okay. But, he said, wait, 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 wait. So She's going to make a mo he's um, uh, making a motion to defer for one week only. Let me speak for to allow. Relax. And there was a second. And I know it was a second on deferral, but I have one. Um, Commissioner Holness was left in queue, so can we just go ahead and hear from Commissioner Holness before we take up the deferral? Yes, uh, if I may, uh, Mr. Stone, would you, uh, true county administrator, <sighs> Mr. The Stone. The, the, the work has been pretty much completed. So there, if weren't for the fact that the grant ran out, there would be some money owed to this builder that he spent on doing these units. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. The, 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 the issue here is, and, and understand this is a small business, and if, if he's in his claim, he's owed uh, over $300,000. If any of you were in business, 
a small business and, and you were not paid 300000 how would you continue? Well, but, but here's the other. If you look at the list, there are issues that arise from this. Uh, we had lots that the lateral weren't in. We didn't pay the taxes. There's, there's a bunch of issues that, okay, but we that, that, that is there. So if we go for the surety, it's going to take us a long time. And who knows if we're going to win or not? We're but not we sure. we just said we're not going so, for the surety. I understand. So here's, here's the staff and, and the builder. We, they're this close to a, 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 settlement. a global settlement. Uh, Commissioner Ryan, that would help make sure that some 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 wholeness is given to to the to builder. He'd have to lose <laughs> to make him whole somewhat. He'd have to cut some of what he's claiming would be outstanding. But there, we're this close to an agreement. And, but and, that's what we just and said. I agree with. I I first wanted to defer it, but we deferment for we for us to work out a global settlement on all the issues that face us. I think uh, would be prudent. Okay, so we already have a deferral motion on the floor for one week to work out a settlement. Um, there was already a second by Commissioner Udine. All those in favor of that, please signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Okay, let the record show that that passes unanimously. Thank you for your time. Okay, the next item on our agenda is item number 56. Resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, requesting the state of Florida to provide funding to Broward County to perform school readiness inspections for child care providers receiving school readiness funding from the state of Florida, Office of Early Learning. Um, I do not have any audience speakers on this item. Vice Mayor Furr wants to speak. Anyone else? Okay, Vice Mayor Furr. Thanks. I'm, I'm fine for, for this going to the state to pass a resolution on this. But I think we have to recognize, and it just needs to be recognized that the amount of uh, staff, our staff that we have right now is not sufficient given the demands being put on it, not only from the state, but from the industry and from uh, what's, what's generally happening in that industry. Um, so I, I'm happy with doing this. Somewhere, though, we have to make sure we have, we have staff at the end of the day, and okay. that for all kind of reasons. In this case, we we need 104,000, I think, to take care of that. You're talking about 41 million dollars of being spent on uh, from the Early Learning Coalition for childcare. When you start to look at, and that's at that's at risk, that's at risk. If this uh, if we don't do some of this, because you don't have some of the monitoring, I know. Um, when you uh, when you look at return on investment of that 40, 41 million of childcare, you talk about seven to one to 13 to one. You're talking about a half a billion dollars. For a for only one hundred four thousand dollars. Okay. So I'm happy with us going with this resolution. I'll make a motion to approve. But I do want. But if it doesn't happen, then we we know what we, we know. We got to. Do. Yeah. We'll, we'll be looking at something okay. else. Okay. Commissioner Rich. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm going to support the resolution. But I think it's important for people to know that Broward County, again, is not being treated fairly. We're being treated differently than other counties. There are other counties that have gone and are working. They're working on getting the money. Uh, the $100,000. Ours is uh, 104000 It's 1.75 FTEs. We have 620 child care facilities that are going to need to be inspected with regard to these net new federal, you know, rules. And, uh, you know, the, the um, there are six, 62 counties are licensed through uh, DCF. So they're seeking money for their counties and there are five other counties, and everybody needs to be treated fairly. So I'm hoping that our our lobbyists in Tallahassee uh, are working hard on this. 
um, and um, making that point across because I agree with, with uh, Commissioner, with Vice Mayor Beam, that obviously $41 million is at risk and we cannot lose that on behalf right. of our children. But this is, you know, we need to make the point up there that we, you know, we have the same needs as everybody else and uh, we need to be treated fairly in the same way. Yeah, it was moved in second. Okay, Lamarca. I, I would echo what my colleagues have have said and just ask our, my, our friends in Tallahassee, uh, are the kids in Broward County any less important than the other 66 counties? Um, and we should be should treated equally and fairly. Thank you. Um, okay, so that, you wanna talk? Okay, Commissioner Holmes. The, the, what, what I find really appalling is the fact that we are doing a better job than others. And as a result, we're being penalized for it. That is totally not, we should be rewarded for it. Uh, we, are, we have taken the cost on where the other counties are not taking any cost on, uh, at least 62 of them. Uh, the one Jacksonville that's taking it on, they're getting a lot of money as a result of it uh, to do what needs to be done. Uh, <clears throat> so I know, I know my good friend here to, to, to my left has a lot of friends in Tallahassee. <laughs> now I have. <laughs> I mean, you help on something, I don't have them. I, I mean, I always thought you had a lot of friends up there. I, you know, that's why I've been nice to you. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping that, uh, that you can bend some years up there, uh, some years up there, and, and ensure that we're getting uh, what's due to Broward County. It's only fair that we be I try. compensated for the great work that we're doing and not be uh, punished. Okay, that's it. Um, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor of item 56 signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that that passes unanimously. Our last item on our commission agenda is item number 63. I tried to get you out of here by lunch, but you're not going to make it. There's one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine speakers on item 63. We'll start off with Mr. Um, and item 63 is a motion to approve in concept the proposed preliminary business team term sheet outlining agreement between Broward County and Worldwide Sports Management Group LLC for promotion of international and major cricket events at Central Broward Regional Park and Stadium, subject to final approval of the brow of the board and a future date. First speaker on, on queue is Michael Moskowitz, followed by Mohammed Amin Markitia or Markia, Mohammed Mac Kureshi, Jonathan B. Lewis, Mitch Caesar, John Millage, Leslie Johnson, Mavia Monroe, and Colleen Gutsmore. Okay, so if everybody could please come to the front, that'd make it quicker. Mr. Moskowitz, you have three minutes to start. Thank you, Mayor and, and Commissioners again. Michael Moskowitz here representing Cricket Council USA. Um, and along me are some other speakers along with the principals of uh, Cricket Council who you will hear from. I submitted a letter uh, at 6.30 this morning, uh, which is part of your supplemental package. Apologize, it wasn't submitted earlier. We didn't know this was going to be on the supplemental agenda and I uh, had to draft it at 3.30 this morning. So anyway, having said that, let's proceed to address a few particular items. First of all, we obviously have significant interest in bidding on this item in order to provide the services that you are discussing and considering today. One of the questions that has come up 
is where have we been? Are we late to the game? Let me address chronology, if I may. The first time this item was publicly discussed was December 6, 2016. I'm not saying that the people may not have been working on it privately for months, months beforehand, but we became aware of this on December 6, 2016, when it was before this county commission. This county commission then decided to continue to see the interest by the current company worldwide, as well as go out to an RFI. We submitted in response to the RFI on January 9th, 2017. 30 days later, we submitted a response to that, along with three other companies. Your staff wrote a memo, which is cited in my letter, dated February 7th, I believe, in which it was discussed and it was clear that there are other companies that are interested in this. So the only reason I mention that is because I don't want it to appear that we're coming in today for the first time we have expressed an interest as early as January 9th, 2017 with respect to this. On February 7th, this commission made a decision to waive the procurement code and to authorize negotiations with Worldwide. As set forth in our letter in great detail, we believe that the county, did, the county commission did not follow the specific requirements set forth in your procurement code in order to waive the code. There has to be a specific motion made citing the best interests of the county. It must cite the factual basis for it. That did not occur. So we do not believe that the procurement code was appropriately waived. We'd like to participate in a public bidding process. Now, let me make something clear. This is not about the other company. We're not saying anything negative whatsoever about the other company. I noticed some material, unfortunately, has been disseminated, potentially negative about my client. My response to that is very simple. That's what an RFP process is about. It's about qualifications. It's about history. It's about uh, what you do. It's about, and it's about price. So it's a variety of things that would be done by your staff. We believe that this is something required by Florida statute, required by your procurement code, to be publicly bid, and that's what we would like to do. Thank you, Thank Mr. You. Moskowitz. Okay, Mohammed Amin, I can't read your last name. You're going to have to say it. Okay. Mohammed Amin Markatia. You were right first time. Oh, okay. Good morning, uh, Honorable Mayor, Commissioners. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk. I chair a board of directors at Cricket Council USA. Um, we've been represented with a few people here. Uh, most of our team, we've been, we've been in existence since 2007 officially, but we've been participating in cricket in South Florida and Broward County in particular since 1999. We have conducted various tournaments. And I personally played cricket at the league level. Most of my team members have played uh, in school days, uh, 80s and 90s. Some, some still do play it. Uh, needless to say, they're not married anymore. Uh, but, but we have been involved in crickets and with Broward County Stadium since its inception. The very first tournament, and I'm sure my teammates will probably bring it up, uh, we've been part of it. We have spent average of $350,000 a year in conducting just one tournament, U.S. Open, at Broward County Regional Park. So the financial impact of that particular event, obviously, you know, I don't have the exact data, but it, it has a huge benefit to Broward County's economy. Also, we are paying close to thirty-five to 40000 every year in terms of fees and other services to Broward County Cricket Stadium in the last, since 2008. So we've been... Uh, 
a tenant for the stadium for very longest time, uh, since inception, and we have been participating financially and promoting uh, the stadium and the games in Broward County. We, our organization is very capable of managing international events. We have eight regions in the country, and we have regional staff in every state. And our grassroots presence allows us to conduct national and international tournaments and the games, and we would definitely appreciate, uh, given the opportunity, to participate in a bidding process which is fair and transparent. I'd appreciate that, and I think um, we have, we know some of the countries do require multiple state, uh, you know, series. They want to have multiple, multi-city, multi-game series so that they play across the country. We have also <coughs> a sign a lease in, in Skokie, Illinois, for a cricket field, and also we have uh, a contract of, to buy a 27-acre track in outside Atlanta Airport. So we are a national uh, setup, and we are very well capable of managing international events down here uh, in Broward County Stadium. Thank you. Thank you. The next person in queue is um, <coughs> Mohammed Qureshi, followed by Jonathan B. Lewis. Good morning, uh, Mayor and Commissioner and staff. I'm just going to introduce myself. It's my name is Mohammed Qureshi uh, and known as a Mac. I've been a uh, Broward County businessman since 1990 and District 2, our office is headquarters and I have several offices. I own 30 different companies. Just one of them company I own, Cricket Council USA, since 2007. And I have number of tournaments uh, provided in Broward County since they opened 2008. Opening ceremony we have it 2008. I spent over a million dollars to 2008 bring the four teams to internationally scale, which is uh, we have uh, Joe Eglishen was the commissioner and he saw that thing that we have a uh, racket there. We spend four teams to bring international India, Pakistan, and West Indies and rest of the world. And that is the introduction of the Broward County first stadium built 2008. We have 5,000 people came in, and we have concert that, that night. And I have history on the records on those. And also, we had a tournament 2009. We have done um, U.S. Open. And 2000, since then, we have eight tournaments we have done. And we spent close to $300,000 every year in Broward County. And also our staff, we have close to 10 people been working on Cricket Council USA. And uh, are promoting, we go to North Broward School. We have plantation school recognition. We do after school programs. And also we, um, we have spending currently 210 tournaments in all over the United States. We are well capable financially. And I see some attachment. I have it on my things. But I have 30 different companies. Few companies, they have issues for, but I'm just gonna laying out the information. I'm not here to get win this contract. I'm already in the park. I do a lot of tournaments. I'm here, I'm just saying it's fair to consider open bids to the people. So people are recognizing it, a lot of other businessmen, they can be have, bring a better contract. That's all I, my request is. Thank you very much. 
Jonathan B. Lewis, followed by Mitch Caesar. Good morning, Madam Mayor, Commissioners. This is Jonathan Lewis. I'm the counsel for Cricket Council USA. The simple fact, Commissioners, is that the offer that you're considering with this term sheet is not the best offer that's available to Broward County. And in order to illustrate that, uh, my client has submitted a competing proposal, which Mr. Moskowitz referenced. Our proposal was, was put together very simply, uh, beginning with the worldwide term sheet that was published on Friday. We've agreed to all restrictions and considerations that have been negotiated by the staff with Worldwide. So all of the same terms uh, in terms of restrictions, access to the park, the same schedule of capital improvements. The only difference is we have increased the fee that will be paid to the county by 33% more in each year. Over the term of this contract, that amounts to a minimum of $750,000 to the citizens of Broward County, at a minimum. Now again, the, the term sheet that Worldwide uh, has, has submitted and proposed provides for the county to adjust its park schedule. As that, uh, as that fee schedule is adjusted, we've, we're agreeing on the same terms to adjust our fee. Uh, so a minimum of $750,000. And that is, that is just our proposal. If this is opened up to negotiations, as you know, we will be obligated to submit our best offer uh, before we even negotiate with the, with the city for the, the terms. And we believe we can come up with more favorable terms to allow access and to allow other people interested in cricket to come into this stadium and improve the state of cricket in Broward County, which is what this is all about. Uh, if it's open to bid, not only will you get our best offer, but you'll also get the best offer of everyone who views this public record of what we've proposed and what Worldwide has proposed. They'll look at ours, they'll look at Worldwide's, and that'll become the minimum. And so, commissioners, we're not asking you to guarantee this contract to us. We're asking you not to guarantee it to Worldwide. We're asking you to guarantee to the people of Broward County that they get the best possible deal for the best possible cricket in Broward County. Thank you. The next speaker is Mitch Caesar, followed by John Millage. Thank you, Mayor and Commissioners. I'm here kind of as the wrap-up, so I'll try not to be incredibly redundant. Um, cricket Council is a local company that has experience, and it's a positive experience. As has been said, they're offering more money, and I'll deal with that in a minute. Also, by putting it back out, uh, that is a continuation of the fairness and transparency that this commission has exhibited for quite a long time. We have no problem in, as has just been said, not asking for us to be picked at this point. We're asking for it to be put back out and let the best company win. But what's very obvious is that the winner is the taxpayer. Has just been mentioned over the length of the contract, a minimum difference already exhibited is $750,000. That does not include incentives, incidentally, which may come into play, which might rise above that $750. So the winner is the taxpayer. There really is no downside. There's no emergency. Uh, nothing new has happened. Um, 
Uh, I really view this as good public policy in which the taxpayers have an opportunity to benefit. And it's been said by Mr. Moskowitz, I might remind, that by putting out in the street, in effect, that is your vetting process, specifically, on which company has more experience, which company has been here locally, and indeed the numbers that are into play, which revolve around at least a three-quarter of a million dollar difference. Yes, by putting out on the street, you've all been through this before in different capacities, you may get more money. There's no downside. It's good policy. Thank you. Okay, the next speaker is John Millage. Thank you, Mayor. John Millage, attorney for Worldwide Sports Management. Um, before you use a term sheet, that's truly a win-win for both parties. Um, this provides for a minimum of three international games booked on a yearly basis every year. Uh, and I remind you, there's been a total of four held in the nine-year history of the, of the park. Um, the county will be paid according to the county's fee schedule, so, so however many uh, uh, tournaments are held, there's an upside for the county. Worldwide will pay over $1.9 million in capital improvements over the life of the agreement. And you also get a scheduling procedure that the county staff developed that minimizes conflicts and is sens sensitive to other stadium users. I'd like to emphasize clearly that Worldwide is the only group that's both local and has the wherewithal to carry out this engagement. Um, you know, as to the gentleman that is objecting, he's been in the park the last several years holding small events. And in the backup that Mr. Moskowitz produced uh, with a lot of papers, if you really boil it down, there's really two things in it. One's his experience, and it lists a number of tournaments that he's held. All these tournaments here have been small, several hundred uh, person events that are non-commercial. There's only one commercial event in here. It was held in, I think, 2008 and it had over a three-day period of between 1,500 and possibly 2,000 people. So my point is, is that he's been in the stadium. If he had the ability to book these international, these large, big country uh, tournaments, he's had the ability to do so, and he would have done it. Um, and as to the legal issues, you know, I'll defer to the county attorney, but there's really nothing here. There's a lot of kind of talk, but there's no state statute that says you've got to bid this, okay? So you kind of put state law aside. And when you put state law aside, it's really up to the county whether you want to waive the code or not. It's totally within your discretion. You do have a procedure. I'll defer to the county attorney, but you followed that procedure. You've weighed the code in the past. This isn't the first time it's done. Um, and there's a good reason for it. Again, there's only one local vendor here, one person with a wherewithal to carry this out. We have a major tournament we're working on for July. So we want to move forward with this so we can book that event, get moving. 2017, we're already at first quarter is gone. There's no international tournament on the books right now, and it's going to be gone in a flash before we, you know, before we wake up and realize it. So we want to get moving. We'd appreciate you allow us to keep moving. Thank you. Okay. The next speaker is Leslie Johnson. followed by Mavia Monroe. Okay, a little less serious, coming from the uh, city of Lauderhill, the uh, cricket capital of the United States of America. I've been dubbed the cheerleader since I left here last, and I'm gonna keep that. Mayor, commissioners, administrator, Henry, greetings from the cricket capital. Commissioner, um, city manager, Ferranda, and um, Mayor Kaplan met with Worldwide, as I repeat from the last time I was here. I don't know if any of you watched the West Indies play Pakistan this weekend from Barbados. There were two things about those games worth noting. 
first we watched them from our living rooms and not from Central Broward Regional Park. Um, there was discussion that those games were supposed to be played here, but they were not. The numbers, the deal, the negotiation for those games were not in the best interest of those teams to be played here. The deal fell through. There was no one here to make it happen. The public-private partnership, that has to be done before the permit facilities are done here. So we could see for the second time Pakistan came through the region with the desire to play here in our stadium, and there was no one here to seal the deal. Government alone can't make this happen. We must rely on the public-private relationships to make it work. Second, on the good side, many of the records held by the West Indian players <coughs> were made when they played in Lauderhill, Florida, USA. So to this date, the books, the records, the stats have and will continue to point back to the games that were played here at the city of Lauderhill. So ladies and gentlemen, we've kind of arrived. So with all that being said, We've received another letter at the City of Lauderhill from the CPL asking for concessions for the games that they are planning to play here later this year. This is a little frightening because they believe, and probably rightly so, that they've dumped a lot of money into our economy last year when they were here. I hope we're not compromising future games for CPL having no deal with a promoter and a marketing company. It's our hope that this private partnership for a professional sports marketing company and a proficient money manager can help bridge this gap where teams and promoters can find local and American sponsors, help to upgrade the facility so that our facility is television ready, assist with processing visas, just to name a few of the much needed assistance when pulling off international games. The efforts of the city and the county, along with the taxpayers of Broward County, have been very forward thinking. The investments we have made together have laid a great foundation for the sport of cricket, and we're very wise. We hold the unique ability to hold in the Americas international games like no other venue. A lot to be proud of, and it's a great start. But we are far past the hour now to stop the missed opportunity and seal the deal and bring professional management and marketing to Central Broad Regional Park so the cricket capital can catapult itself into the rightful place of the United States and be the leader. Thank you. Thank you. Mavia Monroe. Is that Maria? Maria. <laughs> sorry. Bad handwriting. No, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Good afternoon, Mayor, Commissioners, <laughs> and staff. Um, my name is Maria Monroe, past president Anyways. of the Lauderhill Regional Chamber of Commerce and CEO of Unique Productions. I support Mr. Prasad and the company he represents, Worldwide Sports Management. As an international qualified company to take this task to a success successful level, it will benefit the county and the business community in Lauderhill. The stadium in the past has worked with other companies for as long as the stadium has been opened. And never before was there any concept like the one being proposed where it is a win-win situation, like I said, for the county and the city. This company has demonstrated to be the only company that is willing to invest in our stadium and in our community. I would like to ask a question, and I'm very quick with my um, comments. Why now is it important to counter-propose what Worldwide Sports Management is introducing after all these years? Thank you. Thank you. Last speaker, Colleen Gutsmore. I hope I said it right. Yes, you did. Good morning. Okay. Good afternoon, Madam Mayor, Commissioners, and staff. 
I am Colleen Gutsmore, and I'm the Executive Director for the Lauder Hill Regional Chamber of Commerce. I'm here this, this afternoon to speak on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, and I want to say the community as well. And the reason why I say that, I'm, I'm here in full support for worldwide sports. Um, simple reasons, simple. I, I like to keep things simple. Simple reason is worldwide sport. I'm supporting them not because of a presentation that they're doing this morning, not because of anything that they're saying to us this morning, but because of what they've done in the past. They are, were willing to step up and put their money where their mouth is. They're not just here um, saying we want to do this and we'd like to do that. I'm supporting them because of what I saw them do with um, bringing cricket to the stadium and the, um, worldwide the attention, the money, the, it, what it did for our community. So I'm here, simple, simple, to keep it simple is that I listened to the other group and I believe I was taught grass is not always green on the other side. We need to stick to the, my dad used to always tell me, stick to the evil you know. Worldwide sports, not to say they're evil, but they're the group that I am familiar with. They're the group that I trust, and I like to do business with people that I know and trust. They are supporters of our community. Um, what they have planned for the stadium, I believe, was will make a world of difference at that stadium. I was at the chamber for, well, what, six, seven years, and there was not too much going on there. And finally, here comes a group of individuals that not only... Um, invest the time and money, they've put this stadium now on the map. And things, big things are about to happen. And I would hate to see another organization stand in the way of what is happening at that stadium. I say we move forward, stick with the folks we know, their community supporters, what they've done, they've, they've, they've actually invested the time and the money. So it's not just about talk. I'm in full support of them moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. So, the, um, commissioners, that concludes the public speakers, speakers that are signed up. So I'm going to come back to this dais. I do have a queue, and the first person in queue is Commissioner Bogan, followed by Holness, followed by Geller. Is there anyone else that would like to be in queue? Okay. Commissioner Bogan, please start. Sure. Um, yesterday afternoon, evening, I'm sorry, yesterday evening, I had a, uh, a telephone conversation with Mohammed uh, from uh, Mohammed, which who did I speak to yesterday evening? Can you come up to the podium, sir? Sir, we had a conversation yesterday evening, correct? Yes. And it was about uh, your company's background and involvement uh, uh, in, in, in cricket, correct? Correct. And um, in our conversation, you said to me that you produced a tournament here in Broward that 5,000 people attended. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, I just spoke to Dan West, heads of our parks, and in no time was I ever uh, was are we aware of any tournament that you produced where five thousand people came? What what tournament was that? Is in two thousand eight, <clears throat> the um, Memorial Day weekend is twenty uh, first to twenty third, and is an uh, opening ceremony Broward County. We have uh, Bob Marley uh, singers also there, and we have five thousand people there. Was on this the a team. concert? No, this tournament, cricket tournament, and the Broward County hosts the tournament basically is 2008, and they're called MAC T20. That's the opening ceremony. We have 5,000 people in that tournament. Okay, uh, is Dan West here? Can I speak to Dan for a second? Mr. West. And there was three days event. Three days they continue, like 2001 day, second days, and all three Thank days. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, Dan, I, I just was curious, uh, based on your knowledge of this company, uh, it's my understanding they produce tournaments where three to 500 people attend, not 5,000. Can you clarify that for us, please? Yeah, Mayor, commissioners, uh, what we have at this point, we had since RecTrack started in 2012, which is our point of sale system, they've done 38 days. Uh, on average, their tournaments consist of anywhere from 300 to 500 at best. I don't know. I'm not aware of the 2008 uh, tournament. We can certainly check that out. No, no, I just, okay, uh, so 300 to 500 since in the past five years. 300, what we normally average is anywhere from 100 to 300. I don't know of a tournament in that period of time that was over over the 500. Okay, so the average is 100 to 300 that they've done. It depends. And, okay. and again, I, there are 38 days okay. booked at the Central Briar Stadium since 2012. Um, and again, I can't give you the specifics on each one. And the proposal that we have before us would not interfere with them. They can still produce their small tournaments, correct? The way our tournaments are, the way the terms of agreement at this point would be, anything over 1,000 would fall into worldwide sports. So again, my question is that the, based on the tournaments that you've seen the past five years, none of their tournaments would even be restricted based on the proposal. They can continue their 100 to 500 that's, uh, that's participants. Correct. Okay, thank you. Um, I, the, the one thing I want to just vo voice uh, two things to my fellow commissioners. Um, when you have a business idea and somebody wants to come and say, hmm, I like that idea, I want to do it, that bothers me. It bothers me that, that this company that's been around a lot longer, they pride themselves on being around, they do tournaments all over the country, they never came to our county with this business idea. Worldwide Sports came to this county with a business idea, and now somebody wants to take it. I don't like that. I also was represented yesterday on the phone when I spoke to Mohammed that he made it seem as though they do tournaments where thousands and thousands of people come. And now I'm learning that maybe that was nearly 10 years ago something happened, which nobody seems to know, even our director of parks. But the past five years, you, um, you do tournaments that have 100 to 500 people, and that's not being interfered with, with this proposal. So uh, again, I support uh, the proposal in front of us. It's, it's an original business idea. They're putting their money where their mouth is. They're guaranteeing the money. It doesn't interfere with this company's tournaments for the past five years, and I think it's a win-win for the county. Thank you. Commissioner Holtz. Uh Mr. West, if I may, please. Uh, is Mr. Qureshi spending 40000 a year out of our stadium? Uh, Commissioner Holness, right now, I think last year he uh, spent uh, fiscal year 16 was $17,161 and $17,24,307. Okay, so we're not, there's no 40000 being spent there a year by his group? Not in the last two years. Okay. Uh, and in, in terms of... Uh, <coughs> The promotion of the games there that, that we've had and, and and I know if you were you've been a park director for how long now seven years seven years so in seven years you have not known of any 5,000 attendance no it, it the, the 2008 tournament was before I got here okay all right uh, let me commend you and, and and our staff for the negotiations you guys did 
you, you've, uh, I believe, negotiated a deal that is of great benefits to the people of Broward County. The, 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 the group worldwide seems quite interested in doing this uh, for them to have uh, agreed to many of the terms that are here. Because I, I know there are some items in there that we have not been accustomed to charging or having them do, uh, having any promoter do, which you've incorporated in this to the advantage of the people of Broad County. Uh, this is substantial investment over a long period of time. And you have vetted uh, the financials of worldwide. We have looked at the financials for worldwide, correct? To a degree. I, I, I can't okay. say that we've looked at everything in worldwide. Not like we would normally do through a very extensive okay. uh, request for letters of interest. But yes, we have looked at their finances. They have shared some of their preliminary information with us. And, and what you've seen, they can comply with what we have here in terms of the requirement for them to? I probably wouldn't be the best person to answer that. That might be better for purchasing or someone okay. else that uh, would have a better idea of seeing okay. that or, or finance for that okay. example. I think what I see is whether they can conduct business and pay the fees that we've, we've uh, asked them to pay. So from what you see, that can be done? Uh, the $151,000 that we've agreed upon as the basic annual fee, would, would uh, I would agree with that. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Trapepi, or Johnson. And, and let me say this. You know, I think most of you here are aware that I've been engaged in this cricket uh, for a long time, even before the stadium was built. I was out there. <laughs> you saw me with the funny pants. <laughs> with, 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 with the petition drive, the effort to get this done. Uh, you're aware of the tournaments that we have had at the stadium because you've been involved with cricket for how long? About 15 years. 15 years. Okay. So you, you've been involved with cricket before we build the stadium? Long before. Okay. And, and, and in fact, you're a part of the bid book that we put together to, to try and get World Cup. Intimately. Okay. Uh, in, in that time, other than the New Zealand uh, West Indies and the West Indies uh, game that just happened last year with, with uh, India and, and uh, the CPL. Have we had any attendance beyond 2000 at any event at the park for cricket? Not by spectators in large mass, no. Okay, so we haven't had that. Uh, We've had lots of different kinds of cricket, lots of different brands of cricket. We've seen college cricket. He's had the open. There's been a lot of but, but in terms of attendance, of, not a lot of attendance. Okay. Uh, so, so the assessment that we've had uh, earlier, that Commissioner Bogan of 100 and, and our staff concurring 100 to 500, is that an accurate uh, description of the tournaments that have been held at the park? Repeat it one more time. Uh, Commissioner Bogan's question uh, and an assessment that the games that we've had here, outside of the ones I mentioned, the international games that were not put together by Mr. Qureshi, were they? Any of these international games were, no? Haven't had to pull many um, special event permits by the city, no. Okay. Uh, so the attendance in terms of, say, from 100 to 500, that's the norm, isn't it? That's outside the, of those games that, that I talked about that were? Outside of the New Zealand games, the India games. Yes. 
And, and you were very involved with all those games. Very involved. Okay. In, in fact, on, on a couple of occasions, we were <laughs> spending nights together working to make these things happen. Yes, and even from the permitting aspect, they yes. usually don't require or necessitate special event permits because they're usually not peaking permits. There, there's no need for permitting. Okay, for these smaller games that occur. All right, uh, and, and I, I hate to put you on the spot, but, but, but I, I need for my colleagues to, to understand, get a better understanding as to where we are in terms of capacity and deliverables. Uh, you've dealt with Mr. Qureshi over time, and, 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 and you know what he's been able to do. I have. Okay, and, and he's, in fact, been involved with cricket, uh, night cricket. In fact, I have a letter here from Mr. Earl Hall uh, that was dropped off this morning, and, and colleagues, you have uh, some additional material that was emailed to me this morning. This next item was dropped off uh, that you guys terminated an agreement with him uh, because he didn't pay for sponsorship is that correct correct okay uh, so colleagues I, I, I've been involved with this for a longer time long time I, I thank you very much uh, Mr. Johnson I, I, I like Mac Qureshi and, and you probably see some stuff he sent that I've supported his games in many 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 occasions uh, and, and, and many of the folks out there know that I'm engaged in cricket. Uh, pretty much all the cricket uh, teams and groups that do anything cricket uh, will call my office for support. Uh, in fact, when the international games are coming, I get a call for almost everything, uh, in, including ensuring that we get visas for the players, international players coming, which can be tedious at times. And Congressman Hastings' office has been very helpful. Uh, in, in helping us ensure that we get the players here so we can have these tournaments. Uh, I, I have nothing against Mac, but I can tell you this, that based on what I've seen over the years, in terms of performance, in terms of uh, credibility, in the best interest of the people of Broward County, we need to move forward with this proposal from worldwide. Uh, it, it is, and, and you see the backup in terms of different stuff here. I don't need, need to necessarily get into it, but we have something in hand that someone has made a commitment, is willing to put his money up. Uh, in all the time that we've been around, uh, Mac has not come forward with this. And in fact, I think there was one, once he had a proposal that he would lease it for a dollar, I believe. Uh, in, in some other small uh, exchanges. Uh, but we need to move forward. This has been long overdue based on our study uh, to, to promote this. We need to get uh, this kind of agreement in place uh, to move our community forward to ensure that we have the success that we need to have. Uh, the, the fact is that this is a last minute uh, drop here, and, 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 and according to Mr. Qureshi, I just heard him said he's not here to win the contract. That's what I heard. So what is it that he's here for, to make it more difficult for these folks if he's not here to win it? Where's, 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 we need to move forward, and, and, I, and I hope that we would make sure that
come next year, we have someone with a financial wherewithal to pull a Pakistan within this game here as uh, we needed to have done this year. This is the second time that we've come this close to making it happen. We need someone who will be out there working constantly. Our staff does a good job managing the park, but in terms of promoting and managing cricket, that's not what their specialty is. They're good at making sure we maintain a good, safe park, that it runs well. We need to move forward and make sure that we're getting this job done. Thank you. Okay. That's your best googly right there? That's your best googly right there, okay. Um, Commissioner Geller and then Commissioner Lamarca. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, first of all, on an issue that we're discussing on cricket, I'm always going to give Commissioner Holness's recommendation a great deal of weight because he knows this much better than certainly me, I think, than most and most of us, uh, well, certainly a lot more than I have. But uh, this is not, you know, I read everything that was presented to me by the Cricket Council. I had some questions on it, but it's irrelevant. And Mr. What, Mr. Moskowitz, Mr. Qureshi, Mr. Caesar, I'm not basing my decision on your client at all. It is a philosophical question here. I believe that if somebody comes up with a good idea, comes to the county with that, expends the time and money to create an idea, I'm okay with giving them first crack at it. It's not something that the county thought of. If it was something that the county thought of and that it should have gone out for an RFP, RLI, bid, something like that. But when a private entity, it's just my opinion, but if a private entity comes up with a good idea, brings it to us, I'm okay with giving them first crack. And in this case, that's what I intend to do. However, Mr. Millage, I do want to just give you a word of warning. This is a preliminary term sheet, not the final one. I've had this discussion with you. I've had this discussion with the county attorney and with the county administrator. I had concerns with the initial term sheet. I was concerned with the 90-day provision that gave you guys basically exclusivity up to 90 days, which I think would have locked out a lot of the recreational leagues. I understand that's been dealt with. I also insisted that it, this not be Worldwide Sports Management Group, LLC, that be uh, guaranteeing the money. I wanted either personal guarantees or a surety bond or something. I will be speaking, and I know that's been dealt with. So I will be speaking with the attorney and the administrator prior to the final vote. I'm okay with giving your client first shot because they came to us with this good idea. I'm really excited about the idea of bringing in thousands and thousands of foreign tourists, but I'm not so excited about it that I'll agree to a bad deal. So as long as it's a good deal, I'm okay with it, and that's how I intend to vote today. Okay. Commissioners, you have eight minutes to wrap it up. Can we do it? Commissioner Lamarca, followed by you, Dean. I won't need but seven minutes and 59 seconds. Um, uh, Ms. Henry, can I, can I get Mr. West to come up for just a quick question? Yes, Mr. West. So I believe he was, he's been here a year longer than I have, and so he was, if I was physically at the, the match that my, my 
Jamaican friend over over here who apparently knows a lot more about cricket than I do because I didn't know there were so many different types. But I attended the match. Was it West Indies and Trinidad? That's correct. Who? Not Trinidad. It was uh, India. Yeah. Was it last year? No, was no, it New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. Trinidad, that New was, Zealand. That was a couple of years ago. ago. All right. Yeah. 2014. I knew there was a ball and there was a, there was a I don't want to call it the wrong, it wasn't, yeah. Uh, who who uh, put that event together? That one was, I believe, uh, Commissioner Hollis was at the Friends of Central Bird, I believe, uh, started okay. that event. So a advisory board, friends group from Central Bird Regional Park put that event together. How many people were at that event, roughly? I don't have the exact numbers, but Guess I'm sure it, it was uh, five to seven thousand okay. per day. About over yeah, so over three. Over, so it was a, a two-day event. Um, I would just say that event was very well attended. That's the type of event that I see that park living up to its uh, hope. And I know that there was some concern about it after it was built because of the investment in it, but but it is the right stadium and park for that, and it has has seen a lot of other use through your your work with a lot of different uh, local sport, uh, youth and other sports teams. That's the type of thing I like to see. I I was miss uh, I, I I was uh, led to believe that that was the the other uh, gentleman here presenting that put that together, but that was the friends group. Okay, that's all I have. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay. Commissioner Udine? Um, I know zero about cricket. And, okay. And Mr. Um, Mr. Prasad seems to make a, a great case for him being the right person to do this, and I think he probably is at the end of the day going to be the right person. But I'm going to vote no on this. Uh, Commissioner Ryan and I voted no last time. I don't think there's been any case made about why this shouldn't just go out to bid. I mean, like, like the mayor said last week, five votes makes Tuesday, Wednesday. I can count votes, but I'm going to vote no, not because I don't think he's the right person. I hope he comes back as the right one if that's the case. But I think it's better to have a public vetting process and have the public buy into the correct bidding process and see if there's not a better deal out there. Thank you. Commissioner Rich? Thank you, Madam Mayor. I have a question for the uh, county attorney. <laughs> Um, when, when we met, we talked a little bit about what the legal obligation was uh, and the whole issue of negotiating in good faith. This is pretty far down the road, and there's been, uh, I think, good faith negotiations going on. So where does that put us, What, what um, you know, contractually? or I mean, we don't have a contract at this point, but in terms of, you know, what, what would happen if we were to now turn around and do an RFP process? If you have not yet approved the MOU, you have no obligations whatsoever. This is a, uh, an agreement in concept. Once you approve the MOU, there's a continuing obligation to negotiate in good faith to an agreement consistent with the terms of the MOU. But prior to that time, you have no obligation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I, I'm actually having difficulty with this because I, I think uh, it doesn't matter if you know about cricket or not. This is really not about cricket to me, this is kind of about, you know, good public policy. And um, I think uh, my, my general uh, feeling all the time is that there should be an RFP process. Um, having said that now, because I, I do think that that's, uh, that's the best vetting process, it bothers me somewhat that at this stage after the negotiation that um, what I heard said was that there uh, when it was asked a question about the financials, that it's, it, there hasn't been a vetting process there similar 
to if there had been an RFP process. So that's a little troublesome to me. Um, but having said all of that, uh, well, that's what I heard. I, if someone wants to clarify it, they can. They said talk to the accountants or whatever. But the, the statement was made, in my opinion, and what I heard was that it wasn't the same as uh, the vetting process that goes through with you know, an RFP. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with their financials. Uh, I, I absolutely don't. The bottom line is I, I, I feel that at this point we have gone very far in the process, and I think that the negotiations have been uh, done in good faith, um, and I think we should let those negotiations proceed to their end, whatever it is. And uh, if it doesn't work out, then uh, there is an opportunity to go back and do an RFP process. Okay. That's it to close. So um, we're going to... Okay, so all those in favor? Mayor, just really quickly, um, I just want to put on the record, um, there is a comment in, um, um, in the exhibit number two, and it speaks to staff giving verbal authorization to begin negotiations. You know, we're not in a position to do that, and staff has indicated that they have not done that. I mean, if the company wants to do that on their own, they're fine and they should, but um, the statement says that our staff gave verbal approval to do that, and obviously we would not do that in advance of this board taking official action to do that. To clarify, it was in the additional material number two, not exhibit two. I'm sorry. Uh, Commissioner Geller, I saw you looking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Other than that, no, no other comments. Okay. So I had a, a motion and a second on the floor. All those in favor of item number 63, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Opposed. Okay, so let the minute secretary reflect that that's on a uh, seven to two. And the two no's were Eudine and Ryan. Okay, thank you all for your patience. Thank you for coming out. That concludes our agenda for today. It's now 12.28 p.m. Going to do the mayor's report. Since y'all talked me into uh, the report today. Um, so, our Broward County Office of, of Economic and Small Business Development Fast Track New Venture Program is starting next month. New Venture courses will help entrepreneurs as part of Broward Means Business. The program is, accept, is for accepted applicants only and will be held in the Innovation Hub at Broward College on April the 27th through August the 10th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Upon completion of the 10-week new venture course, all participants will receive a certificate of completion. Business plans prepared by each participant will be evaluated at the end of the course. Seed money may be distributed to the top three business plans. And applying for new venture is free and open to Broward County residents. Space is limited to 15 participants. Interested participants must apply online for this competitive application process. For more information, call 954-357-6400 or visit Broward.org backslash economic econ development, DEV. Okay, on Sunday, March 26th, um, I had the pleasure of attending the Deerfield Church of Christ and presenting retired Colonel Knowles with a proclamation for his accomplishments within the law enforcement community. Um, congratulations to Colonel Knowles for such a distinguished career. 
Um, it was wonderful on Saturday, March the 25th, to participate in the Pediatric Associates Bike and Swim Safety event at Brian Piccolo Park. 300 children received bike helmets and safety lessons. Because drowning is the number one cause of death for children ages five and under, it is important that we support efforts to prevent drowning as well as for um, bike safety because accidents on the street do occur in that age group as well. Friday, March 24th, we welcomed the delegation from Dubai. The Dubai delegation consisted of Al Hinton, um, the con Consul Majed Al Swaldi, Hamad M. Ben Mergen, and the VP of Tourism, and Omar Al Fahim, the Manager of Business Development. We're thrilled at the prospect of increasing our international trade and tourism and boosting our economy. Um, the last thing that I did was on that same day on, 20, on the 24th, I attended the Broward County's Women, Women Way with United Way Luncheon, where the speaker was Erin Brockovich. It was well attended. We raised a lot of money for a good cause. And I just want to remind everybody that this year, the Mayor's Gala is going to be in October. I think it's October the 21st. And so you have another opportunity to participate and raise money for the United Way at that time. With that, that completes my non-agenda. I'm gonna move on. Um, I'll start with Commissioner Geller. Nothing, Madam Mayor. Commissioner Holness. Yes, I, I wanted to play a, a song to honor Women's Day, uh, Women's History Month, but uh, I would like to sing it, but uh, I guess you guys will probably uh, Go ahead. have problems with I Am Woman. Hear me roar, but so. <laughs> but but let but let me say this: that 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 uh, we cherish and we honor all the women in our lives, or mothers, or daughters, or aunts, and or uh, sisters. Uh, and thank you for uh, carrying us sometimes when we needed to be carried. And uh, thank you for nurturing our children and our future. This Thursday, March 30th, I will attend a ribbon-cutting uh, ceremony at Ms. Eula May Walker home. She's an exceptional member of the Broad Municipal Service District, District, the unincorporated area. Mrs. Walker is a recipient of Broad County Housing Finance and Community Redevelopment Division's home, Minor Home Repair Program. Mrs. Walker is well-known throughout the community. She has been a foster parent to nearly three hundred children, eventually adapting nine children from various ethnic backgrounds, as well as having nine children of her own. So this truly is a woman who roars and nurtures. On Saturday, April 1st, the fifth annual Me and My Dad Challenge takes place at Joseph C. Carter Park, located at 1450 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Government entities, including Broad County, community organizations, and business have come together to sponsor this event to provide fun and informational activities geared towards fa fathers and their children, and to encourage fathers' engagement in their children's life. For more information, please call Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies at 954-765 zero five five zero also on saturday april first there will be a free workshop
tips for small business to maximize tax deduction at 11 a.m. at the African American Research Library and Cultural Center located at 2650 Sistrunk Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale, 33311. Arlick has a small business resource center and offers valuable information to current and future small business owners, often at no cost. For more information on this workshop, please call BizTech 411, which is 305-707-8024. Thank you. <laughs> Commissioner Lamarca. Yeah. <laughs> Did I lose two? Three minutes. Okay. Wow. I like that. Wait, you just lost because Commissioner Lamarca extended his time. Give a hand over the dollar. No, I want to hear him sing. I want to hear me roar wearing the comrade's hat. Did I lose? Um, just a couple quick things. Um, I want to commend the 10 high schools that. Over. Would you stop gambling on the dais? <laughs> you can only do that legally in the Catholic Church. It's called bingo. It's de So, it's de It's under $5. Okay. Uh, I want to commend the, the, the students from the 10 uh, Broward High Schools that performed at the JA World Spark uh, Tank event, which um, there were some really great ideas and inventions. Commissioner Udine and I spent a little bit of time there in the morning. We spent some time in Commissioner Bogan's district because he was in the former Soviet Union. So we made sure his presence was, was well known. Uh, but the... But the, but the, uh, the kids did a fantastic job. I also want to uh, congratulate Mr. Jefferson, Alfonso Jefferson, and his team, uh, DCS Construction, that did the construction, uh, and the Broward Sheriff's Office Fire Rescue Team for being so patient as we reopened and made a substantial investment in Fire Station Number 23 in the unincorporated area, which is where we all govern folks in Broward County, the four, the nine of us. So one other thing, I want to commend Mr. Uh, Burkholder. I think I'm under my, if you bet on me, I think I'm going to come in under because I put my money on that. I want to commend Mr. Burkholder, uh, Director of Risk Management, uh, on the $1.2 million uh, additional that was saved in our property insurance in the county's property insurance program. It's a memo that went out on February 8th, but uh, good work like that where we save money for the taxpayers is, is worth rec uh, recognizing. Thank you. Vice Mayor Fur. What's the over under on mine? Uh, two. Two? Okay. All right, good. Who wins? We do. The house. It depends. You well, could be on you could be on either side. Okay. Bogan buys candy with the money. Two things Come real on. quick. Um, <laughs> just wanted to let everybody know that Broward County was awarded uh pace setter status, which is very high high level in this for the campaign for grade level reading throughout the United States. Um, only a few counties in the United States were granted this. And actually, now we're up for being All-America County uh, in, in June in Denver for, for basically the, the coordination that we've been doing with Broward County Schools, with Children's Services Council, with the Early Learning Coalition, and with the county involvement, particularly with our libraries. So something to be proud of, and uh, it was well-deserved. Second to last, I'm just going to put an, another all-call out for on April 6th, we're doing what's called My Next Move for those seniors who do not have plans. They have, they're not going to college, but they're looking for jobs. Uh, on April 6th, we're, we have a lot of companies already coming in. But for those who 
uh, still would like to be part of this. this. These are for those seniors that are graduating in, uh, in May, and they're, they're looking for their next, their next move. So a lot of employers have, have, uh, are going to be there at South Broward High School on April 6th, and any other company that is, is interested in being part of that, uh, contact my office. And that's all. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Bogan. Go ahead. Ryan. Commissioner Ryan. Uh, I want to thank um, Bertha Henry and her staff for what I felt was a very successful um, two-day retreat. And um, one of the most important things is after the retreat, uh, you know, we engaged in some uh, uh, camaraderie, and um, I went out on the golf course with Vice Mayor Bean Ferb, and we had one of our staff members that also went out and joined oh, us, oh. and we had a great time. And um, I'm proud to say that I was only nine strokes behind um, <laughs> Vice Mayor <laughs> Fur. But, of course, we only played nine holes. <laughs> Commissioner Bogan. It's a shame that it's a shame that Commissioner Ryan didn't invite anybody else to go out after. I think that tells everybody. Um, uh, um, I wanted to just let everybody know, uh, any my fellow commissioners know, which I can tell you later. Also, is um, I may be organizing. I was asked by uh, several people that are interested in meeting Gorbachev late summer that I may be organizing a group trip uh, to meet uh, to meet him. So if you if we do it, I don't know based on his health. Uh, we may be doing it the latter part of August, and so if you have an interest in that, uh, let me know. Uh, um, I also am going to copy success. I'm trying. I'm trying to talk here, gentlemen. Uh, I, I'm also. I'd like to copy success from Commissioner Holness on what he was trying to do in his recent trip on trade, and so um, I would like to even try to see uh, about the possibility. I don't know if it'll work out. When I was over there, I was talking uh, with the people that work with Gorbachev. I guess there's boroughs in Moscow, like in New York, they have different boroughs. And maybe they, we, they, they can help a Broward business get into, uh, do business there and vice versa. So uh, it's something <coughs> interesting I'd like to, to try, uh, um, see if that can be worked out uh, with some trade. Anyway, uh, have a great week. You and Commissioner Rich. And, and I appreciate uh, <laughs> Commissioner You're Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> he actually has one already. He was born with Okay. I just hope the press is. I just hope the press isn't watching. They are right there. I want to just say I am proud of meeting uh, that historic figure. I think I think he, he's a great man. Okay. Um, okay. To get a little different note. Um, I see my friend Sandra Vesey-Einhorn out in the audience still. Sandra is the executive director of the Coordinating Council of Broward, and tomorrow we are having a fabulous Broward Housing Summit um, at uh, Nova University um, at the Rick Case Arena, I think is the location, uh, from 8 to 4 p.m. We have an incredible group of people from all disciplines, all areas of, uh, uh, of the community that are involved uh, with homeless populations with uh, affordable housing. Um, and uh, we, um, we have the unfortunate distinction of being one of the worst metro areas uh, in the country, actually, in terms of the disparity between low wages and the cost 
of uh, housing. So we are, um, we have uh, our distinguished Ralph Stone will be one of our speakers, but we have a lot of outstanding speakers uh, and we are uh, focused on a goal of coming up, uh, building a consensus for what it should be that we do in this community to develop a, to develop a dedicated source of revenue for affordable housing. We are also uh, working hard, as many of you know, and certainly our lobbyists in Tallahassee are trying this too, but everyone, all the different groups are going up at, with the white paper that was created by the Coordinating Council to talk about the fact that Broward County is the hugest donor to the Sadowski Housing, Housing Trust Fund last five years, over $81 million has been contributed to the trust fund that has not come back to Broward County. We could do a heck of a lot of that with that for affordable housing and working with the homeless. So um, we're excited about this and I urge uh, everybody who you know can possibly come, uh, we'd love to have you participate. And um, I think it's really, uh, we, we know that uh, as far as the Coordinating Council and the Broward Housing Council is the other partner hosting this, uh, we know that this is uh, really the number one critical issue in Broward County. And uh, I will say that the Miami Herald article, there was an article that uh, talked about uh, the housing crisis and they did a fact check on uh, which area was the, um, the, the worst in the nation. And actually it's unfortunate that we did come up uh, in that area, this metropolitan area actually of, of, of South Florida, but predominantly uh, Broward County. So there's a lot to work on, a lot uh, that we could accomplish, and uh, we're bringing everybody together to see if we can't come up with a, a consensus and a plan to move forward to fix this in our county. Thank you. Very quickly, just to add on to that, I had the privilege last week of attending the Habitat for Humanity event in Pompano where they'll build 77 homes for uh, families, affordable housing homes, through the Habitat, and it was just great to see the pride of ownership take off on, in, the, in that situation. And I think, you know, the, we got to keep encouraging those type of partnerships so that we can find appropriate housing for as many people as possible. And along those lines, I also attended an amazing event put on by the small business department where they brought sunshine cleaning out through one of their settlements. Mm -hmm. And they did an event in the Tamarack Library where they certified small businesses. And on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock in the morning, the place was packed mm -hmm. with small businesses and I had a good time introducing some of the people there and telling them that I hope sitting up here I get to vote to write a lot of county money to those small businesses and give them a lot of county contracts because we need more of that in this county. Thank you. Thank you. County Administrator? County Attorney? County Auditor? With that, this meeting's adjourned.